love that arcane sunny side that's the that's that fire I mean, that's my favorite beer too, so it's you, a little you can hard. Have the same favorite beer, but it's good. Yeah, it's good. definitely Sunnyside. We are very much in love with that beer. Ghost in the Machine is also a notable mention. And I'm a big Red Hot Chili Peppers fan, man. That, that's my jam right there. I mean, Blood Sugar Sex Magic was a magnificent album. The Beatles for me. I'm a big Beatles fan. And um, Sgt. Peppers. Oh, man. I'm a huge <laughs> Wings guy. I like. I like the drumsticks and the flats, uh, extra blue cheese. You can hold all that celery and vegetable crap for me. I don't want none of that. Just, just straight hot wings and blue cheese, man. That, that's my jam. Sushi for me. I, I get the most cravings for sushi. I love it. Oh, all she kinds bougie. of it. She bougie. I'm not bougie. I just love sushi. <laughs> and Easter podcast and we're back again another week another episode um, we took a little bit of hiatus but now we're back strong better than ever um, shouts to everybody who t- tuned into the previous episode featuring the Moskvich duo uh, Shadi and Tev95 I hope you guys went out there and copped that uh, that album the EP I uh, hope you're showing them support just a reminder it's 95 labs.bandcamp.com if you haven't done it get over there donate support South Florida hip hop, you know, that's practically family. South Florida media gang, yo, shouts to them. Um, and then we do have, I'm gonna, I, I realized that, that I've booked the next several episodes I've booked have multiple guests. So it's me, it's kind of become a handicap match. It's me versus two people, which is dope because it kind of gives me a theme through June. Um, so with that, I, that, I mean, I'm, I say that to say that, that uh, I'm sitting amongst two new guests, a duo. Of sorts, um, and we're getting back into the brew thing. We, you know, we, we got music involved. Um, you heard, you know, Family Matters with the brother Gabe a little bit before that. Um, this week, I've got the good folks, the minds, the team behind DNB. What's DNB? Well, that's Diana and Brian, and they're brewers, they're home brewers, and uh, they're ready to take it to the next level. I'm gonna say that this is gonna be a challenge for me because not only did I I, I arrive at a place where there was beer, <laughs> homemade beer, and then they sprung it on me that we were going to brew more beer. <laughs> and then, of course, it's like, taste this, taste this. So, please, bear with me, because there's probably going to be, be a moment here. Oh, and uh, by the way, and you know how it is, we do it. Shouts to Mama Juana King. This episode is sponsored by Mama Juana King, so there's always some of that laying around. <laughs> exactly. So, so it's gonna be a challenge for me to keep things straight 
but but I'm I'm in I'm within good company. Uh, we'll get to know them how I've gotten to know them and um, yeah, Diane and Brian. Thank you. DMB Brewing. Thank you the Twin Flames. Thank you. We're excited. <laughs> Welcome to our home, man. Welcome. Appreciate it. Opened up the doors for the podcast. I, that's always a good feeling. Yeah, man. I mean, there was intentions behind it because I ended up what mashing. I was mashing. You, you mashed, mashed in. in. You yep. did. You did. Mashed job, in. Man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean. We sprung it on you that you're going to be brewing with us today, which is a nice little twist to the uh, to the podcast, a uh, little interview thing going on. So today we're making a, a hazy IPA. Obviously, we all we all love them. We all love to slam them down and chug them. Or Did- force them down people's throats. <laughs> <laughs> <don't love> <laughs> In Ed's case, he's not a big hazy you're IPA You're going to get to fan, love this. But you're you're, gonna he, he's going to like it because he's going to make it himself and he's going to be proud of his own beer. So that, that's, that's the what first I'm talking step. About. So today we're making a hazy IPA with some tropical hops and like a nice tropical yeast slurry that's going to give us some nice tropical esters and it should come out good. I mean, at, at the very least, you know, we got three people now to drink it instead of two, so. Forced <laughs> <laughs> to drink it. Power in numbers, yeah, for man. sure, so for sure. Hopefully it comes out good. Right now, as we speak, we're, we got the mash going. Uh, we mashed in about about uh, 40, I'd say like 30 minutes ago. It's, uh, it's there sitting, all the... Uh, <laughs> All the enzymes are doing their thing, so mm, yeah. Nice. So hopefully we don't have to cut the podcast short to hey, listen, stir it up. And I, you know, through the magic of technology, we could stop this at any time. It's true. I'll put in a sound effect, you know, like you know, one of those going back or, or actually flashing forward. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll make it work. We'll make it work. So there's a lot of brewing talk going on. So let's talk about how you guys decided to get together and start on this on this venture on this journey. Well, I mean, obviously, we both have a undying love for beer, you know. I mean, and it's uh, our, our first date was our actually first date was, at the Brass Tap. And yeah. Oh, nice! Sharing yeah. beers together, flight of beers, and then you know, we had very little knowledge about what really the craft beer world was yeah. until okay. we knew we liked it. We knew we liked it, and we knew yeah. we wanted to try all the different varieties, but yeah. we didn't realize how much we both liked it. Yeah. Gotcha. So I got into brewing. Um, really like 2018, I got a little. Uh, I got a gift, like a homebrew box. It comes with a little. Uh, fermenter a little glass one gallon thing and you you know you do your little grains you follow the instructions on the recipe and you you, you know pitch the yeast and hope for the best yeah <laughs> needless to say it wasn't the, the best beer but i mean it wasn't the worst you know either so i sparked my interest like oh you know i can make this and they don't have to buy it and i don't have to you know conform to whatever they're, sh- they're telling me that i gotta buy i can make my own freaking beer and probably have it hopefully be a little bit cheaper okay so i started doing my little thing on the stove one gallon's here some were terrible man i you know i dumped a lot of beer but you know it's only a little bit so it was it wasn't really like hurting the wallets too much yeah you know i mean so um and then you know diana and i met in uh 2018 and we got together and uh for my birthday in 2020, she got me this uh, this anvil thing. Where, you know, even every weekend we'd be doing a little thing on the stove, you know, trying it out here and there. And, you know, it wasn't as, as often as we do it now. But uh, for my birthday, she got me a, a nice electric brew kettle, which kind of helps out a lot okay. in the whole process. So Yeah, I was all about, like, improving our experience, improving the way that we do it, you know, what right. tools. And, like, I just wanted to continue making better beer. Mm-hmm. So there's only so much you can do with you know the stove and the ingredients yeah. for me i was like let's simplify it you know let's look into it yeah. so from from the kettle to our fermenters i was just looking at regular fermenters and then you know brian is like no you need the conical ones it has to be conical well, day by day she was doing her research <laughs> uh, yeah too, and now so. i'm doing research based on like what he's feeding me because yeah. I, I mean i really got into this world because of brian wow. but i'm the kind of person if i'm into something i'm passionate like i really want to go and and do all of it from the recipes and the hops and so that's how we got to like little by little improving, you know, our 
yeah. our way of brewing together. I mean, things really took off, you know, when things got easier with the with the boil kettle here and all the electric, uh, you know, aspects of it. You just set it and kind of forget. It. I mean, you still have to craft your, your thing, but in terms of temperature readings and and everything, it's a lot easier to use. So mm -hmm. it, uh, it it's allowed us to brew more often because it cuts down, you know, a few hours on on certain things and. Uh, and in that case, we've been able to kind of hone in and craft, you know, what we really like, you know, yeah. rather than just doing it once in a blue moon and having it turn out either really good or really crappy, you know, we've kind of been able to say, let's adjust this, let's do this next week and do that next week. And then, you know, we finally come out with a, a decent product at the end. Nice. So yeah. nice. hopefully even this week with you, like, you know, we now had our, our grain mill. We got to like mill our own grains. That yeah. was a step up. It's a big step up. Our yeah. new yeast that we're like super excited to use, you know, the tropical IPA yeast. I think that's going nice. to make baby really steps, big you know, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's 100 parts, you know, one by one to make that 100% product sure. up in, you know? For sure. Yeah. Does, all right, so does it, you guys are both fans of IPAs? For sure. Yeah. So that helped. That helped. Yeah. That uh, that in, first. In the beginning, she was on the dark side. She was. A, she was. <laughs> I a was Darth all about Vader. the stouts, the yeah. porters. Yeah. She <laughs> loved it. And she was trying to get me to drink it. I'm like, this is good, but for like. You know, for me, I just, I want to drink a lot of beer because that's, you know, what men like to do. We like to drink beer, you know, yeah. so, and her and she had, you know, the, the heavy 12% maple syrup and then I'm like, you know, I don't want that. You know, like, try this. This is tropical and fruity and it's good and, you yeah, know, I so. I think I drink less stouts now than yeah, ever Yeah, for sure. Before. I definitely converted her back to the, to the light side. To the light there, side. Yeah. <laughs> so, so to speak. But he's also converted too because he never drank sours. To him, sour mm. was like, that's yeah. not beer. I'm not having it. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? For sure, all of our palates has changed. I mean, yeah. we've, we've visited a lot of breweries and, you know, over the years. and Research, you know, market research. What we, what we thought we liked, <laughs> things have definitely changed, you know, for sure, like almost 180. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I used to say, like she said, I, I didn't like the sours and here I am. We were having sours the other night, slamming them back. This one tastes like... Uh, Fruity pebbles. Yeah. yeah, it was it's like juice. Juice, yeah. exactly. So some things are better than others, but, uh, you know, you just kind of acquire a, a palate for what you like, you know, yeah. and, you know, and sometimes something comes along once in a blue moon, it changes your whole perspective on something, you know. We were at a brewery the other day, and it was all pretty much um, wild fermented ales, and, uh, okay. I mean, can, can I say the name of the brewery? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, it was they, they'll, have to, they'll have to cut the check, but go ahead. <laughs> It was odd breed ales, and we had uh, we've been to pretty much all the breweries down here in South Florida, and that was like the first one we haven't really been to. So we checked it out, and surprisingly, man, everything was really good. And I, you know, I was a, a snob with the the whole wild fermented, the whole sour aspect of mm -hmm. it. And, you know, I went in there, and I was like, pretty was blown, blown away. away. Yeah, yeah. 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 it was really good. I heard they they heard they have a mean pilsner. They do the mean the, the best pilsner, pilsner I ever had pilsner, to date was just yesterday at Odd Breed. Yeah, yeah. it was best fire. Pilsner. They get, they got the, they got their thing going on there for sure, and I'm pretty upset we didn't go there earlier. But uh, you know, like like your, your palate changes, you know. Yeah, so yeah. You, you 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 know, you go you evolving like, and, and you go appreciating yeah. different styles. And I mean, you had your first beer, and it probably tasted like crap to you. And here we are trying, you know. <laughs> All different types of crap, you know. <laughs> the possibilities are endless. So. Yeah, shouts to Odd Breeze. Now you guys have another excuse to get up there again. Is when yeah, I pull sure. up to have the Pilsner. Oh, go. for sure. We'll, we'll make a trip. We'll take a trip up yeah, there like for twenty sure. of them. Man. We'll have the beers and we'll hit up that <laughs> so food truck. That food oh, truck was also fire. Ah, okay. Go with an empty stomach for sure. Uh -huh. sure. Yeah. Okay. Double experience. That is cool. That is cool. What else do you guys have? Oh, okay. So, all right. You know what? So let's go. I know what you guys have on the horizon, mm -hmm. but so I think it'd be it'd be it'd make the most sense if I actually go into a little background as to how we met, yeah. and then it'll bring us to where yeah. we're right now. Okay. So the uh, first time, damn! I know I I started following you guys. I think it was off the strength of um, Lewis um, Beard Brews and Foods. Shouts to the homie Lewis, Lewis. and. Um, 
and then I, I right around the same time where I got to sit down with Dan from Yeasty and Angel from Angel in the Hot Fields once yes. again. And then during that episode, Dan shouted y'all out. Um, and when he said that, I was able to put two and two together. I was like, I think I follow them. Nice. And um, thanks, ended Dan. Up, yeah, <laughs> shout out to Dan, Dan, Dan Dora, um, MC. I mean DJ Dan. Um, so shortly after that, we end up bumping into each other at their very first trivia night. That's oh, when yes. I actually got to meet at you guys. Yeasty Brews. At Yeasty yeah. Brews. Thursdays at 7 o'clock. Get there at 6.45. So you can get your table. So you get your table. Get your team together. And, 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 and be part of the fun. Be part of the challenge. Let's see it's if... It's so um, much fun. Yeah, it is. It is. And you it win is. money, too. I mean, the first prize is, I think, like 50, 50 bucks. bucks. Yeah. yeah. 50 Second bucks. prize is like 20. 20 and third and prize is, is 10. 10. 10. 10. Which we become very familiar. With third. With the prize. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I meet you guys for the first time. We chop it up. I kind of, I, I definitely, not I kind of, I came late to that trivia night. It was on towards the end. Yeah, towards the end. Um, but we did get an opportunity to build afterwards. Um, you had brought some beer with you. Always, that you had always. Brewed. I'm always bringing my Yeah, so if, 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 if Brian's around, there's definitely something you could try that him and Diana concocted. <laughs> but, um, and then, uh, and we got a chance to talk a little bit and even, even kind of put this into motion the podcast episode yeah, into motion sure we definitely mentioned it. and um and then we made it a habit to go back thursday by the next thursday i came on time and i was officially indoctrinated to the it's right. nutty it's team nutty. it's right. nutty shouts to josh we also got josh in the house yeah the silent partner <laughs> yes the he's, in, he's in the back just yeah josh is here like the dude on the couch he's actually dmb's number one fan he's yeah. probably oh. he's probably gonna be our number he one really investor is. too when we open up our brewery <laughs> yeah, so there's yeah. that Dan is gonna. I mean, Dan. <laughs> and then I'm gonna call him Charles because we've been calling him Charles. Josh got a brand so, new haircut today. Shout out all the single ladies out there, man. Look, yeah, hey, especially of the Latina descent. Josh is available. Josh. And he's, he's looking for correct man. You know, established businessman. Yes. You know about his business. So yeah, man. And 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 a pretty good contributor to trivia night. I, if I don't say so myself. Pretty decent at uh, cornhole if that's the type of thing that you know these ladies are looking the for game, out the there. The game, the game, the game. No, yes, the game. <laughs> I think women are looking for someone who's independent. He's a business owner. He has yeah. his own place. Like he has all the things that women are looking for. You know, yes, no drama, no nothing. And he likes beer too. He's a big beer guy too. Big beer head. Huge. Yeah. Bruce Beast and East. The dating line. The, the dating, dating app. app. The dating app. Next yeah. segment. <laughs> Plug his phone number at the end, and that's it, bro. <laughs> but so. Got a, a chance to meet with Josh also, and um, and that was like like that became the core team, and mm-hmm. then we kind of like anybody else who's willing to guest to stars participate yeah. in it. Trivia know. is fun, so we've come in third uh, two times now. <laughs> yeah, we lost the first time, came in third the last time, and uh, third the time prior. We're coming to that. for first, and we're coming for first. That's uh, the goal. The, Beat it, out the wieners. The, the wieners is the wieners. name of the other team. Yeah, shouts to the wieners, but to the wieners. yeah, they're the real but, MVP of trivia right now. Yeah, but yeah, we've been we're close. Yeah, and it's hosted by. The beautiful Rita, Rita. I, I can't. I, she I was don't on Survivor. She was, Apparently, she, yeah, she was on Survivor. She's yeah. cool. She's a great host. She definitely knows how to do her thing and keeps it uh, keeps it live and jumping and for sure, you know, make sure everything's fair and stuff. She's cool. And so, yes. yeah, well, possibly a future podcast guest. I'm gonna I'm gonna politic with her and see like because yeah. I got I got to find out about what it's like to be on Survivor. Yeah, she, she seems like an yeah, interesting. She's done a lot seems, of cool things. We yeah. actually looked her up because we were like, oh, she was on Survivor and we saw all the things that she did. You she's, know? she's easy on the eyes too, you know. Well, shouts to Rita. <laughs> Shouts to Rita. Um, Thursday nights. Don't just take our word for it. Pull up to Yeasty yeah. Brews. Grab a flight. Grab a beer. Beers are fire. Awesome beers there. Amazing. And uh, and, and test your knowledge. And you know Dan and Danielle are just amazing. amazing yes. Couple. Yeah, amazing definitely. beer stuff you've never had before. Like, 
We had an IPA the other night. It had a vanilla and chocolate in it in a milkshake mm. IPA. It was mind-blowing. Like, a chocolate-covered pineapple yeah, kind of like feel a, with, oh, with the just, brew on. This yeah. is super artisanal, super craft, and super delicious. I mean, you got to check them out. So. And with that. With that being said. The perfect segue. <laughs> what do you guys have coming up? Believe it or not, tomorrow, Monday, we're headed over to Yeasty Brews to do a homebrew spotlight with Dan. Uh, he's the brewer owner over there at Yeasty Brews, and he invited us to come over and kind of showcase our our brewing and we're gonna we're gonna make a delicious uh vanilla cream ale mm. with, vanilla with coconut. coconut yeah vanilla mm. coconut cream ale it should come out delicious we've made it numerous times here at the house that's um, actually one of the first beers that we shared with dan it was, was, was that's, our cream that's ale. Got he actually and mentioned he, it in the last podcast yeah, he really he liked liked it. It. yeah yeah so we're gonna do that and uh and then like in july maybe about a month from now after it, you know does all its beard things ferments out right and, whatnot, and uh, after the yeast goes to work yeah, yeah. After the yeast does all the hard work then we're gonna put it on tap over there at uh, yeasty brews probably like a saturday or on the weekend that everyone can come to it and all the proceeds for every um Every glass, every pint sold is going to go towards the charity um, that Diana came up with. Uh, uh, yeah, the Epilepsy Foundation. The Epilepsy Foundation. My son uh, has epilepsy. Okay. Something we found out last year, so so wow. fitting. Nice. That we donate nice. it to the so, foundation. So, yeah, we're going to donate all those proceeds. So it's a good way to, you know, get our name out there and, you know, just get people to try our beer, you know. That way I don't have to force it down your throat. You get to pay for it this <laughs> well, time. Well, we actually <laughs> love for people to try our beers. Yeah, like, we we want to hear their I feedback. I love the feedback. You know, that's the good it. or yeah. bad. Like, anything, you know. That's the only way we're going to improve our brewing, improve yeah. our technique is just mm-hmm. getting as much of our beer into, like, people's Two tongues is better bellies. than one. How do they say it? I, I agree. Two tongues? Maybe, Two like, tongues 30 tongues? Better. Forty yeah. tongues. And yes. Stuff. Whose tongue are we talking about? Everybody. <laughs> All thirty of them. Thirty, thirty. And then you know, with the with the with the, the feedback you get back, you know, it helps you hone your craft you know this right. this tasted too dry this tasted too sweet i didn't like this it tasted x amount and you take all that information and you yeah. do better on the next one and so on and so forth and that way you're making top tel- top shelf beers you know yeah. top tier you know like, when we come out with our brewery yeah, give the people know? what they want you know what i mean yes and then they'll keep coming back and then i mean you can't really argue with hey come through grab a beer you're gonna feel good drinking the beer mm-hmm. and on top of that you're gonna be doing good yeah right. Because it's going to go to a great cause. So, exactly. Yeah. Right now, I mean, yeah, we, we have that. our we have our homebrew set up, and it's humble, and yeah. we do our thing here, and you know, I share it with as many people as I can. But yeah. you know, going to EC Brews, it'll be a great opportunity to to just you know. And learn from and Dan. learn from Dan too. Yeah. I'm super oh. excited to learn from Dan. We like, talk about that yeah. all the time. You like know, he has really he's, he's, yeah. he's been a lot of breweries. He's been a head brewer. Like he knows. He's mastered it. Yes. Is there someone we can learn from? Like, <laughs> yeah. be our mentor. Yeah. You know? So tomorrow I'm going to wax on, wax off. And yeah. He's going to be Mr. Miyagi pretty much. And then me. you're going to show up to the brewery. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, however you prepare the brew, before I ain't you brew, I ain't judging, man. It, it, it works out great. Yeah, um, man. No, but that, that's, that's a great thing. Um, so I guess the only other thing I could ask of you guys now, because they're going to be able, people are going to be able to find out. Um, uh, as time goes on, um, the event, the location, I'm definitely going to support it, post it on my on my side, everywhere I could. I'll let people know. Um, but let the people know where they could find you guys and where they can keep up, social media, Facebook, whatever you have going on. Yeah, so our main uh, source of contact right now is our Instagram page. It's DNB Brewing. The letter N. Yeah, we try to be as active as we can. We try to share not just our homebrew adventures, but just our adventures in, in beer in, as it is. You know, we mm-hmm. love visiting breweries. We love, you know, going out to these <clears throat> events and this group of friends that we've, you know, made lately. And you can reach us there, DMB. Sure. Yeah. Oh, our temporary name, too, because 
our future holds another name. That's just our homebrew name. So gotcha. the logo is going to stay the same, but the name is going to change, and everything will tie in. You'll see. It's it's yeah. It's so, all in the works. It'll it's all, all make gotcha. sense. We're planning. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, my peoples who are listening, you always know. Um, if you miss out or you can't, you don't quite catch what it is. The page or whatnot it's in the description notes i put it there make sure you follow them go support come out we'll drop the dates as the day gets closer and um and yeah uh it's funny because typically most people agree to do the podcast because i tell them there's beer involved i agreed to do the podcast because there's beer here <laughs> <laughs> i know we keep trying to have you try beer for a change, yeah. it's like I show up and I'm like, yeah, there's beer, there's beer, there's beer. I'm like, oh, but I'm still going to bring my own for you guys to try. Yes. We, I mean, I mean, the podcast rules are the podcast rules. Looking forward there's to the not a lot segment, of them. Man, I'm we're okay trying your beers, for sure. That's we're we're talking that. about beers with a bunch of empty glasses here, so I can't wait to get to the we, next thing. We forced our homebrews <laughs> down already, so you yeah. got to try that. So how do you feel about it, man? How do you feel about it? About home your homebrews? Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, um, be honest. I told, and that's what I've been with you guys since the yeah. beginning was I am not an IPA fan. Yeah. Everything I've tried so far has been an IPA, for the exception of the, the diet stout that I tried <laughs> the today. diet stout. Shout out to my failed brewing. But even if even in failure, there's some light. Yeah, yeah. of course. You so, learn from it, man, every time. Every correct. time. Correct. So I could say this, um, and and we talked about it yesterday when we got together. I think I've become more tolerable to IPAs as opposed to two years ago when I first started doing this podcast, some ninety episodes ago, mm-hmm. where I was like, nah, how do you drink this? Yeah. And back <laughs> Yeah, and like the first twenty, twenty five episodes, you could hear me say, Okay. There's like two uh, two IPAs that I like. Or I would say the amount of IPAs that I could enjoy, there's about five of them. I count uh-huh. on one hand. And every episode, it got more and more, huh? And now, yes. And so, keep track. That's good news. So it looks like I'm finding you guys at the right time. Yeah. Because now IPAs, to me, are not as bad as I once thought. And, um, and then I'm starting to appreciate, I'm starting to notice the difference between some and the other. Yeah. Um, they all have to be bitter, man. They all don't have to be bitter. They all don't, correct. So much versatility in the hops and the, the flavors I, that you I can I personally get. love the more fruit-forward, tropical juice yeah. bombs. Yeah. Those Got are the you. IPAs yeah. that I like. Yeah. The ones that just taste like juice to me, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I think they, they all have their... Their purpose. He's more. He loves the West Coast IPAs. I love a Westie, a nice, you know, caramel, caramel malt, and like okay. earthy, piney, floral type type yeah. West Coast IPA. You gotcha. Know? But you know, I enjoy the West East Coast. That's perfect because that gives me the opportunity before going to the brew segment to also say, the first Brews Beats and Eats Sosa Clan collab that assisted the homie Josh Sosa. We brewed up a West Coast IPA. Nice. I am ready to have your critiques of it when it comes out. Beautiful. Oh, I'm um, super down. Uh, it it should be ready. I mean, it'll be ready for consumption. I think about in a week. Okay. But we're gonna right. hold off till about July. You July don't rush 4th. beer. Man. You don't rush beer. Correct. <laughs> um, so July, right early July, I'll have bottles. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be fun. To, to hand out, and I, I, I would really be interested in, you know, thir- trivia night, I'm going to pull up, and we're going to crack a bottle. Yeah, you're going to share it. Okay. And I'm going to share, and we're going to talk about it for sure. For I love sure. it. Well, you know, now you're going to have uh, East Coast, Anipa, because that's what we're brewing with you today. So nice. You did your West East Coast, Coast, and now you get to do your hazy Anipa. Bi-coastal out that's here. You're bi-coastal, <laughs> and that's what it's all about. Without even taking a plane, man. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. the podcast. Y'all stay tuned. We still got a lot more to talk. I got D and B, D the letter N B, just like Bruce Beast the letter N eats. It's it's all synergy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah with, with the N. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be back. Too much to drink. 
Bruce Beeson Easter Podcast, and we have reached the Bruce segment of the podcast. I still have DMB Brewing with me, Diana and Brian. Yep. Um, this is the portion of the podcast where we drink beer. Um, not that that stopped us from drinking befo- beer before, before we started or even brewing beer. Uh, but shouts to everybody who we've tried. Um, Arcane, you guys put me onto the Arcane. Arcane Sunnyside. Yes. Um, the Ice Stout, shouts to Sam and uh, Davey over at Orchestrated Minds Brewing. Craft Life. Super good. Yes. Um, and now here we are. We've got four beers in front of us. And then there's something at the end there. Uh, there's four documented beers. Let's put it that way. There's four beers where I can tell you stuff about. The fifth beer, is, it's, it's a new experience for the, for the podcast. It's just a can. We don't know what's in it. You have um, no idea? No idea. No idea. Oh, I thought you might have known. You have no, no idea. I have no, no idea. idea. Oh That's why I brought it to the professionals. Because that way you guys can tell me what the hell it is. Because, I mean, I, I can tell you whether it's a... By tasting it, I'll tell you, no, pale ale, IPA, but, I, but as far as what might be in it, I'm hoping you guys can help okay. out with that. I can tell you that that one is from Tennessee, but no idea what's in there. Okay. It's just okay. a silver That's can. That's work. I like yes. it. Maybe some moonshine. <laughs> 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 oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, that's the music that they play while they're making moonshine. <laughs> but let's get to this. There is an order to things. Um, we have four beers. Um, our guests are going to sample the beers, give us their thoughts on them, all while I provide some stats and data. And um, in between beers, we'll talk early beer memories. We'll talk what you're drinking nowadays, which now I have a feeling that it's your beer that you're drinking. <laughs> and then before it's all said and done, we'll get a one through four, and then we'll tackle the mystery, the mystery beer. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm putting that in there that time. So this first one. This first one, um, actually, this is the first one. Okay. Uh, wait, what's my order here? Actually, okay. Bam. There you go. Now we've got our order. Now we got our shit together. A little here. pimp in the middle. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, the first one we're trying is from Descent Craft Brewing. It is their annual pass holder. It's a Berliner Weiss sour. Clocks it at a 5.2 percent. I guess while I'm while I'm reading, I should be multitasking. Did y'all hear that? Yes. And uh, it is brewed out of St. Pete, Florida. And um, Paint Cedarsburg. We're gonna. Is that Paint no, Cedarsburg? No. Just flip letters. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it might be a, a clever, uh, like a local name that they call it. They had one. They had one that they did out of uh, what's it? Um, Sailfish Brewery. They called it Port Fierce instead of. Fort, Fort Pierce. Pierce. Yeah, they yeah. Ah, that Fort makes sense. Pierce. Josh, you're getting down on this one, right? Yeah, he's getting poor. Little taste. There you go. So this is supposed to taste like what now? This is, I have uh, no idea. I think we have something like this. Yeah. <laughs> no, so this one is supposed to have pineapple and uh, yeah. vanilla. Yeah. Oh, it smells nice. It smells like that, like the Dole Whip that you get from uh, from Disney World, man. I'm pretty sure that's where they're trying to go with this. I imagine. Yeah. Because the logo is looks like some whipped topping with yeah. some pineapple. Definitely heavy pineapple. And um, I had this one before, but I, I'm just going to be part of the, the group here. Um, yes. Whenever you guys are ready, have a sip. Let me know what you think. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. Cheers. Ooh. Yep. It's good. It's nice. That's up my alley. You like that one? Okay. For sure. Mm-hmm. It's got a nice little tart tart finish to it. It's tart, but it's the, van- the, the vanilla helps with the tartness. Okay. Yeah. More like a fresh fine pineapple oh, tart. So good. Nice. I, it's funny because I've had this in an earlier episode several months back. So this beer's been sitting around for a little Did while. Did it settle out? Oh, Let me okay. see something here. And 
what I've noticed is that this time around, I like it a bit more. Yeah, a little bit, maybe, yeah. maybe a little bit more mellow. Like the it more, sat around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not too heavy, like heavily fruited on the yeah. on like the puree part, but it's definitely nice. Now we're gonna need to clean the glass out. <laughs> so the um, I could say that I could say this that they did have I don't remember the name of the beer, but they have an Arnold Palmer well, style nice. beer, and they hit it like right tea, on the head. Tea and lemon, like the tea and lemon, and, lemon. Mm. Yeah, yeah. and they hit it on the head. Unfortunately, they didn't have that one four packs, and I don't know if I could have gotten a. a Crowler, maybe not. I'm not sure, but um, but that was the one that I walked away going, man, that was a different experience. Uh -huh. Like nice. the ones that I tried were good, but that one right there was this brewery introduced me to something different. Like, right. oh, I didn't know that was possible, that's, and, that's and the they key made thing. it happen. I mean, go back uh, to to Dan at Easty Brews. He's doing mm. doing things like that too. Well, well, tea and beer is something that recently I've tried in a couple of different places, and I've been like impressed. Yeah, Orchestrated Minds did one with the Earl Grey. Touch of Grey, I think it was, it was called. called. Touch of Grey, yeah. okay. and then um, in Dangerous Minds they did. I think it was chamomile. Yep, theirs. chamomile tea. But it's marrying really nicely, like the yeah. tea. I had uh, the beer. I had one a long time ago at uh, Copper Point. It was called. They have. They do one all the time. They do a stout called Bee Rabbit, but they made this one called Sea Rabbit, and it was okay. with uh, chai, oh, like a chai tea, good. and it was like a stout. Really? But it was on nitro. Man, my mind was blown. It was so good. It was so creamy and so like oaty and, and tea. Like oh man, it was wow. it was on point for sure. Exactly the, the cinnamon. It was on point. I, I love the fact that you guys are lending so much to this portion of the podcast as far as <laughs> the description. This is great. This is really good. It's it, our it, favorite thing to do. It's though. a departure from most guests, which I love each and every one of my guests. Um, and but it's good to know that you know I have people from both walks of life. Those who are just beer enjoyers and then those who enjoy beer and then also make their own critique it it's great but before you guys got to that point called beer snobs actually by the way <laughs> <laughs> listen everybody's welcome here snob or not um i, I yeah i i understand I, I welcome all snobs because i can be considered a snob when it comes to music but that's a whole other that's part, a whole, part a whole of the yeah podcast a whole other segment of the podcast um but before you guys got to where you were, you obviously had to have beer for the first time. This is where I ask my guests about their early beer memories. Ooh, should I tell? You go first. Tell my parents. You go first. No. Um, I, I feel think, like we all I think a lot of people started when they were, like, young, like, remembering it. Mm -hmm. So my parents love, used to love drinking um, Coronas. And with their Coronas, they always added salt to the rim of the bottle gotcha. and they almost always got a lime too and they put the lime around it and at first I used to always just sneak in a little bit of the salt in the lime because it was like tangy and yeah. tart and then my mom started letting me have like a little sip of it and that was the first time I had it and I was I was a fan from that first sip wow. you know and it was like kind of holding me back from having any more but it hits your lips it's, it's I so loved good. it yeah it was like refreshing and it was cold and it had like the lime and the salt you know yeah. I loved it from the start, and I was like probably five, six years old. Like <laughs> yes. I was so young, but I remember loving it. <laughs> so I didn't necessarily start that early, but uh, let me give you a little foreshadow here. Uh, <laughs> my dad, he's 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 a Haitian. He's Haitian, so he's uh, you know he's a little different the way he the way he conducts himself. Anyway, he, a lot of our family lives up in uh, Montreal, Canada. Okay. So often my dad would go up there, and we go up there for like the the you know the winter for Christmas or whatever, and. Uh, 
we'd get the beer. We'd get he would get like the Labatt Blue and all the stuff that you couldn't get down in the states, mm. like the Molson Ice and the the Molson, okay. you know, Dry and all those Canadian yeah. beers. I mean, it's the same shit to me. I was a kid, I didn't know, <laughs> but you know, he would stock up on it. So, like I said, we lived in a. We li- I grew up in Connecticut, and we had a basement in the house, and that's mm-hmm. where I spent most of my time as like a teenager. Like, mm-hmm. you know, down there playing video games. I'm a drummer, so I did a lot of drumming, banging in the basement. And so, <laughs> anyway, that's neither here nor there, but. Um, so he would keep all his beers that he stockpiled in, in this, like, pantry that we had downstairs. And, you know, me as a kid, I think I was maybe, like, 14, 15. I was bored. I was looking for the Capri Sun or the Juicy Juice, and I didn't see none of that. And I'm like, oh, beer. You know, let me, let me just try this, you know. And, and I know because my mom, she likes, she likes her cocktails, and I was, you know, I'd try them. And, ugh, it tastes like alcohol, like yeah, straight yeah. rubbing alcohol. I didn't want that. But my dad, I wanted, I wanted to know what the hype was about. Like, why are you stockpiling this shit in the basement? So I'm like, you know what, let, let, me, let me have one. And the, the first Besides one. Besides the fact that, let's. You mentioned Connecticut, so I don't mean to cut you off, but uh-huh. besides the fact that in Connecticut, you can't buy beer Saturday evenings after 8. Well, that law's changed, all, but yeah. It, it was tight. Sundays. It was so tight. And back was, then, you had to stockpile yeah. your beers. Well, yeah. You had to have so it available. I was too young to either <laughs> worry about those things, yeah, but yeah. Correct. As an adult, those were my woes, but yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, one day I was down there banging on my drums, I think, and I, I remember going into the cabinet and grabbing, I think it was like a Labatt Blue or Molson, mm-hmm. one of those, same shit. Mm-hmm. And so... <laughs> I, I cracked one, and I was like, oh, this is freaking terrible. I was you know, this is awful. And then, you know, I, 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 mu- I muscled it down because it was cold. You know, it was in the middle of winter, and we were in the basement. And so yeah. I muscled it down. And like, oh, this wasn't too bad. Let me do another one. Let me see what two of these will do to me. <laughs> oh, man. I, I think all it took was maybe about two, two and a half. I didn't get much into the third one, and I was just, like, done. Like, wasted. drunk, wasted. <laughs> like, now, now two Molson Ices is like breakfast for me. Now, you know, <laughs> all it took was two back then to put me under. So things has changed, man. But here's... Here's the story. So, real quick, uh, my dad came to find out a few days later that I'd been dipping into his beers. Here's where it gets juicy. <laughs> yeah. So he went to go crack one of his favorite beers, and the whole six pack was empty because this was. I did this on one occasion. It was like on a Monday, and then let's say like Friday, I had a few more beers because I was just doing it. They were available. There's a whole bunch of them in the basement. Yeah. Oh no. And so you know, the, the week can pass, and the next week pass, and then my dad, I, you know, I was walking up the stairs, and my dad, he, you know. He, he pulls me aside and he's like, Brian, I gotta ask you a question. And he calls me Brian. That's what he calls me. Brian. Okay. All my friends crack fun of me. Hey, Brian, hey, Brian. But he's Haitian. You know, he got a little yeah. accent. My friend. Yeah, my friend. I got a kiss yeah. side. You know, so he yeah. has his little accent. And, uh, <laughs> so he, he, he says, and I was like maybe about 14. I tell all my friends the story. They all laugh at me. He pulls me aside. He goes, hey, boy. Hey, boy. I gotta ask you something. You gotta tell me the truth. I said, yeah, dad. He goes, you drink my beer, boy? And I was like, I looked him in the eyes and I was like, no, Dad, I didn't drink your beer. Like, you know, I'm 14. I can't drink beer. Man, he got so pissed, he couldn't even find words to say to me. He was just like, I drink, you drink my beer, boy. And he, like, throws the empty beer box across the basement. And, like, and here I am looking like an asshole. And like, yeah, you know, I did drink your beer, Dad. I'm sorry. You know, but I didn't have the balls to say that. But all my friends think it's, they, they always reference it now. Even Josh, I've known Josh for many, many years, and yeah. he knows the story. You, you drink my beer, boy? <laughs> like, there was no words coming out of his mouth. Just pure anger and, and frustration and, like, you little fucking shit. You came out my beer. Like, I went to Canada for this, you know? So, needless to say, I don't drink that shit anymore. I, I make my own. I'm gonna, you know, I have to one day Father's Day. I gotta you give, gotta him, give, I gotta give him, like, beer. a six-pack. Even if yeah. he's not gonna drink it, I gotta reimburse uh, more him. More than a six-pack like, with all the beer you stole from him. Yeah. From Canada. Oh, man. I'm gonna be brewing the rest of my life all the beer I stole. I'm 
he was, he was so pissed. He was so upset, bro. He was so oh, upset. Because, you know, he couldn't find the English words to yell at yes. me. He was just, yes. you know, all the Haitian words are going through, but he knew I wasn't going to understand them. So he was just like, yeah. like just like <laughs> spazzing out like he was so pissed, bro. He decided to go with the raspberries. Dude, he was so upset, bro. He was so He throws the empty no. box across the basement. Had he yeah. ever gotten that upset? Was that like the I first don't time think I've seen him that mad. I mean, I got my ass whooped a few times as a kid, but yeah, not like that. Yeah. I, I thought at you know, wow. 15, you know, we were past that, but he was close to probably wanting to do that. I'm wow. sure. Wow. If not wow. worse. That's definitely a Oh, damn. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, there's definitely... A beer. This is next beer is going to be one that your dad can't get upset because he didn't provide it. No. So, <laughs> let's get into this second beer. This second I drank, beer. I drank your beers. Yes, you're drinking my beers. <laughs> this second beer is from Unbranded Brewing, and it is their greetings from the 786. <sighs> the ASMR is in effect. Trying with the sound effects. Um, it now, is an American one? Pale Ale. Okay. And uh, clocks in at a 5.5%. Definitely, it looks on the lighter side. I'm going to say it's fairly transparent, almost 100% transparent. I'm, yep, I'm seeing gosh. the imprint of my fingerprints on the other side. That, right? yeah. I mean, that's my main telltale sign. Like, if I see, you know, they, a lot of times the companies will advertise, like, a, a hazy IPA or a mm-hmm. double IPA. And you expect it to be, you know, somewhat murky and hazy. And that's... Yeah. You know, sometimes what you look for, and you often drink with your eyes before you know you even taste the beer. Correct. So you know, I always like to look, and if I, my rule of thumb is or rule of finger, I guess, if I can <laughs> see my fingers through the other side, then it's not it hazy. Ain't it's, hazy. Not, it's not hazy enough. <laughs> Especially if I can see my fingerprints through the other side. Yes, if it's not. not like a pilsner or a style that's supposed to be that that clear, then I know yeah. it's like super commercially gotcha. just like filtered. Gotcha. <laughs> and, and it's probably done in that fashion. I mean, I don't know. I'm guessing that it'd be done in that fashion for your just your casual, typical drinker. Or, exactly. People yeah. drink with their eyes. They don't want hazy beer unless they, yeah. you know, they know that they're drinking that. Gotcha. You know, so. Yeah. so let's just give this one a go. Cheers and, uh, to this one. Cheers. I'd love to hear your this thoughts on from, it. This is from Unbranded, yes? Yes, Unbranded. Okay. Down in Hialeah. I actually still have to get down there. That's one brewery it's, I haven't been to. It's an excellent place. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. It's right on the train tracks. I have like, one of their beers at Fat Tap. I had like a guava... Okay, the, the guava, guava wheat. Oh, this is nice and light. It was really nice. This guava is definitely. I love something. anything guava. Psycho. This is crushable for sure. Eat segment. I, I gotta write that down. <laughs> yeah, we're bringing that up in the eat segment. All things guava. guava. So this is definitely giving a nice peachy, mangoey, light, mm-hmm. almost effervescent. This is like kind of. Is this citrus? Is citrus? It's all citrus. It's one hundred percent citrus. See your taste. Oh. Your taste buds. Her taste. You can well, even tell her. She, she knows. I, I hope to get there one day. Yeah. She knows. Citra is probably one of our favorite. Well, it's, hops. Yeah, it's become one of our favorite. Hops. I love. I love mosaic and citra, and probably those two are like strata. Strata is a really nice hop. Yeah. Um, but you know, you get to, you get to taste all of them. A lot of a lot of our uh, experience came from when we did like single hop beers like smash beers single yeah. malt single hop so we got to basically teach ourselves what what to look for when we use those certain ingredients you know what i mean like okay. this this malt will give it a certain you know bitterness or, or nuttiness and this malt will give it a certain you know dryness or whatever you know it'll, it'll play out but and we, since you're doing a single and, and that's you, you have to remember that you can pinpoint you're, you're not gonna blend the two it's gonna be you're yeah. gonna get either all of this or all of that, all of that exactly so it's easier yeah. to point out like the the flavor profiles exactly. of that so we're, it might not even be the, or even that malt. It might not be the best beer we brewed, but it's definitely like a learning a learning curve. You know? Learning, yeah. Learning. I mean, you saw. Uh, I'm banned from buying more hops for a little bit. <laughs> I think we have 30, 30 plus. There's hops a moratorium. Here. So <laughs> Diana is a, a cereal hop buyer. She buys <laughs> every hop that goes on sale. If we if haven't heard about it, she's buying it. Yeah. Like if, if, if it's, it's elusive on, and like yeah. interesting, or I saw it in a beer that I really loved, I'm yeah. buying we it. We have probably enough hops to homebrew for probably about like 
almost three years wow. <laughs> without buying more. This sounds like the beautiful start to a was it start like, sounds start like the start to a beautiful relationship. relationship. Yeah. 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 Do, do you She's remember the hops that we chose for the beer we made with you today? Uh, yeah, there was three of them, right? There, there was, was three. three of them. Yeah. It was three. Uh-huh. It was. Damn, there was a lot up there. So yeah, so we were going for like a pineapple. Kind so we did brew one. We did do brew one. That's one. one of those more elusive brew hops. Ones. Yeah. yeah. We didn't settle on the exact Azaxis. Azaka. Azaka. We didn't go Azaka. No, we didn't go Azaka. I actually looked up my. So I have an Excel with all of our hops and the amount that we have of them in ounces. Okay. So Alpha I can keep acids. track of our like inventory. Yeah. And then the third column is their flavor profile or their aroma profile. So when I'm trying to build. I'm like the recipe builder, really. <laughs> Got you know. you. He's like the genius when it comes to brewing, but I'm like into the grains and the recipes yeah. and all that. So I looked up pineapple specifically yeah. or tropical, and then uh, we came up with El Dorado. That's El Dorado. right. Okay. And the other one is Citra. Citra. El Dorado, yeah. brew one, Citra. Citra. And I feel like Citra is one of those hops that you can kind of throw in anywhere, man. It really doesn't have any boundaries in terms of like... I mean, it does have a style. You're not going to put, like, a citra in, in, a, in, a, in a stout. But you could, you know, and kind of call it, like, a chocolate, you know, one of those orange, one of those orange things you crack oh, open. Oh, the chocolate oranges. The chocolate, chocolate orange. Like thing. The holidays. I mean, citra is a very versatile hop. I like it because it works well in the, in the, in the New England IPAs and the hazy IPAs we like okay. to brew. The but pale ales. It works good in the, in the West Coast IPAs and the pale ales and the single hop IPAs. Yeah, it's sure. a really nice, versatile hop. So, okay. Fresh. And we're tasting nice it. Too. Yeah, this one's right here, all citrus, yeah. so you can taste it. We can like, drink this one all day. Yeah. Super, yeah. Super this, when I tried this one, I was like, oh, that's that's kind of become my, my beer. Nice and clean. The, Beautiful. The introductory beer, most places, or um, whenever. Like, I always try the, the pale ales wherever I go. I try that you first. Like pale ales, nice. Yeah. Um, and, but, but then there's been, there's been moments where the pale ale just didn't. It didn't I didn't like it, mm. but I'll try that one first. Nice. That beeping we heard. That means we're reaching the uh, getting up to about boiling temperature. Luckily, on this uh, contraption, it gives me a warning before it hits boil temperature, so I don't get a boil over. So right now it's up at about 200 degrees, and uh, I'm just going to add a little first wort hops here just to give it a little bit more uh, complexity when it comes to the hop profile. Um, yeah. So, but now I can sit back down and continue with the Bam. <laughs> There you go. And by the time you get here, we're going to get into this third beer. Awesome. This one. This third beer we're about to have. Um, Reese, I can see. <laughs> oh, head Ed with yes, his glasses. Ed, I, I gotta, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. He loves that name for you. Oh, head Ed. He's good, man. It's good. It rolls off the top. He's a good 10 years older than me. I got a poke at it. Got, no, definitely, man. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> so, the next two beers actually are um, I gotta give a shout out to the Bourbon Jew. Um, they're the ones you asked me if I did you go up to Gainesville they're from Gainesville, ah, to Gainesville. Okay, oh, yes. and then you asked me oh, did you go up there and I said no but um, the story behind it is uh, young brother brother Gabe uh, went to visit uh, for a short stay and uh, linked up with this homie Victor shouts to Victor the Bourbon Jew go follow him IG at the Bourbon Jew um, it'll be in the description notes and um, he, he provided several beers for me and uh, we still got some of them around so the first one we're going to try it's from First Magnitude Brewing. Ursa. This is their Ursa. It means bear. Ursa? Ursa? Does it not? Also. No, also. Also, also is bear. But Ursa is a, it's, constellation, it's a constellation like Ursa that Minor. It's in the shape of a bear, no? We have to look that up. Yeah. I'm pretty I'm, sure I'm that's going to have to Google that. You it's guys possible. can Google it. And it's I, I say that a lot in our relationship. Yeah. I'm going to have to Google I'm gonna that. I'm going to have to Google that. <laughs> Unfortunately, when it comes to trivia, you can't Google it. So. I know. No, yes. But you sometimes we're not really sure of things. Like, we think it, but we're not sure, so... 
Google. We definitely all bring our part to the trivia game for sure. No, listen, now now I hope that Rita doesn't listen to this podcast because she's be like, these fucking guys are cheating the whole time. <laughs> and the worst part is like, you're third place every time. No, that's one thing I don't like to do, and especially because no, I'm very system. competitive. Yeah. If I won anything and I cheated, it doesn't feel the same. You no, know, correct. it's like correct. no. No one cheating. Definitely. Um, so like I was saying, first magnitude brewing, the Ursa. That might be an answer to one of the trivia questions. Watch we got to keep that in mind. Oh, yeah. That, that, I see that being very likely. I think um, we need to play a little trivia pursuit later, by the way. Just to, to polish the skills a little? Polish the skills, gotcha, you gotcha. know, with the bruise and a couple of questions. Because you know what the wieners are doing right now? Studying. Oh, playing trivia They're playing pursuit. trivia pursuit, for sure. They're playing with And that wieners. is why we can't catch up yet. <laughs> we need to expand it. <laughs> yes. So this one's an American IPA. It clocks in at a 7.1%. And like I mentioned earlier, Gainesville, Florida is this place of origin. I'm reading the hops on the can here. We got uh, Warrior, Centennial, and Simcoe, which are all very, well, the Warriors are bittering hot, but the, the Centennial and Simcoe give a nice. It's like very West Coast-y. Definitely kind of. West Coast forward, and uh, mm-hmm. it's made with pale and Munich malt and caramel, caramel Munich. So, what, a nice, uh, so now what I'm noticing from color. this one is that that's, that taste lingers at the end. It yeah. doesn't wash off. So you're saying that's the Warrior? Well, no. Well, the, the Warrior is probably used as a, as a bittering hop, but the Centennial and Simcoe, the Simcoes are really um, earthy, grassy, like earthy, earthy, grassy okay. hop. Gotcha. It has notes of uh, citrus in there, too, but that's uh, probably the Simcoe you're tasting there. Mm. But I, I, to me, I love that. I love it, the, the earthy, you know. Yeah, he's definitely more like into the West Coast, this kind of style. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't mind it, but I'm more of the sunny side, you know, the, yeah, the yeah. Nipos that are very fruitful. The mouthfeel. And more gotcha. balanced, yeah. Yes. Yeah, this one's nice. I but like this one's good. This one's easy to drink. For sure. Okay. Super Westy. I typically ask my guests at this point, what are they drinking nowadays? I kind of guessed at it. Well, you might be wrong. Okay. So, <laughs> let me know. So, contrary to uh, popular belief, mm-hmm. you know, we brew beer, which is great, but... You know, you kind of get sick of it. Not sick of it physically, but, you know, you know I don't want to come home and, like, have my beer, you know. I, I, well, we, we have our beer every day. We do. But, but we like to supplement it with new beers. <laughs> That's a good way to put yes. it. Yeah. So we definitely supplement it. I mean, we have a few breweries that we hit up, like, almost religiously. We go to Tripping Animals. We try to make it out there at least once every two weeks. Okay. Um, every week we're at Three Sons trying their new releases. Big fan of their IPAs. Mm-hmm. Big fan of their sours that they're coming out with. And they have some seltzer things. They're doing really funky things. Things. Uh, Aloha. Shout out to my boy Dustin. He's actually the, the operations manager over there. And he's uh, oh, he always gives me the inside loop of what's going on. Okay. So I'm like, oh, Fresh. this one's coming out next. This one's coming out next. So there's been some nice things coming out of uh, Three Sons. Um, where else we, we go? We go to Yeasty. We go to Yeasty Brews. Obviously, they good yeah, things. Yeah, a staple. Yeah. yeah. We, we love Yeasties. Um, sometimes we'll hit up the Mac House. But, I, I mean, mean, if we want IPAs, like, yeah. we need to make our drive over to Civil, Civil Society. Civil Society, mm-hmm. for sure. We We're went always, there yesterday. They yep. had... 14 IPAs. <laughs> That's all IPAs. That's what they make up there. That's 14. Yeah, you heard wow. that, Josh. 14 wow. IPAs. But if I were to narrow it down to one, I would say Tripping Animals is probably one of our favorite things we're, we're driven okay. in now. Because they, every week they're coming out with something new, something fresh, something sour, something IPA, something, IPA. something different. They have okay. a Kolsch now on, on tap. So okay. they're definitely doing their thing down there at Tripping Animals. I think if you ask anybody that's a beer head in the South Florida area, mm-hmm. that has to be top three at least, if not top two for them. Um, yeah. Tripping animals is, 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 is which fire. we need to have um, Ed go back out there because you you didn't have that great of experience. Like nah, you, you know, my first, revisit. yeah, my first experience. I mean, great place. The uh, well, or you don't remember the beers? That that's what it was. I don't remember. I no, I I I did have. 
I know it was a. I think it was the first time I ever tried a uh, milkshake IPA. Oh, the okay, milkshake the yak, yeah, yak series they made. Yeah. So and that was just I'm like, do you want to try something different? Um, Which I actually like milkshakes a lot, and it's a funny story. <laughs> Brian, in the beginning of us brewing together, <laughs> mm-hmm. I really wanted to put lactose in a beer and make like a milkshake IPA, yeah. and I I always bring up the text message. He's like, absolutely not. There will <laughs> that was never be yeah. lactose in our beer. No lactose. Well, I didn't say not lactose in the beer. I specifically said no lactose in the IPA. In the IPA, yeah. Got you. Got but you. I've got to have your standards. But listen, man. You know, <laughs> as you try different things and and things, you know, you know, spark your interest and. Yeah. I've, I've, I've changed my tune. Yeah. I like, I mean, especially Dan at that yeasty. But Dan's doing something special now. He uses like a coconut thing to make it like uh, vegan. So it's not like that, like that milk, milk. It's not milk sugar. It's like actual yeah. coconut milk yeah. sugar. Yeah, uh, that's Josh's favorite. Oddly beer. enough, it, it tastes really well and it tastes really good. Um, but yeah, you know, milkshake, milkshake IPAs have their place, you know, among the rest of them. You know, you yeah, got to be yeah. in the mood for it sometimes. I mean, yeah. it, it's really hard to do. It's either really too sweet or too bitter or too astringent or too cloying. Yeah. There's lots of different, uh, you know, off flavors that you can get in a milkshake IPA just because you're adding so much to it, you know. Mm-hmm. But we but, still need to try. I mean, I would like to try it. I mean, I, we, we haven't, we have yet to brew a, a sour. I mean, we made a few <laughs> things with, with with lactose. We've made a few stouts and milk stouts and whatnot. Yeah, but, stouts and um, and we tried it also in our cream ale because we kind. Ah, that was a little style bending do... guideline there because yeah. normally a cream ale is supposed to be dry and crispy, but yeah. that's the one to thing. Put lactose in it. Yeah, yeah so we made one with lactose, which is kind of similar to one we're going to make at Yeasty Brews. And it almost came out like a like a cream soda. It had that like sweetness, but it had mm. that crispiness. You know, like if you yeah. the A and W cream soda, yeah, 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 like that, man. It was it was tasty. It turned so, out to be good. Yeah. Hoping to try to make something like that again. Nice, <laughs> nice. And hey, listen, I'll never take, I'll never turn down a trip to Tripping Animals. We gotta go. Just gotta for the go. sake of getting back out there. When yeah. I went, it was like kind of like when things were kind of starting to open up, so it wasn't like full capacity. It was True. a weeknight. It, you know, it was, it was all right. It was chill, nice vibe. But I know that since then, there's been moments where they've had events and it's been a lot more yeah, buzzing. It's been, a nice, I like the venue. Yeah, it's cool. The, the food, which that's a whole other the thing. Barbecue. The barbecue. The barbecue. Yeah, it's, it's so nice. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like that's another hidden, like another aspect that's not talked about enough. I mean, a lot of breweries uh, are, are good beer, which is great, but mm-hmm. a lot of breweries have amazing food. I mean, yes. I'm sure we'll get to that segment yes, next, definitely. but... I mean, Three Sons, for crying out loud, they have hummus. And we just tried this off of a whim one time, and it was a hummus. I think we commented that on your, on your yes, post. Yes, you did. Yes. Three Sons. I Dude, told you to try the hummus. Three Sons hummus, if you guys ever get a chance to go out there, it is phenomenal. It's made with, like, I don't want to give the secrets away, but like the it's made with, like, lima bean. It's like a lima bean hummus hmm. with, like, macadamia nuts in it. Bro, it's ah, mind-blowing. So and it comes with, like, this fresh, non, like, pita that you can... Oh, dude, oh, it's, it's nice and warm oh, to dip into And it has, like, the... Seasoning on it, bro. It's fire. Yeah. Okay, hold on. I just want to stop for a second. My uncle, who I told you just recently started drinking IPAs. Uh-huh. Yes. We sent him two IPAs with my with my mom and dad today. They okay. came this morning. What did we we get? sent them the West Coast IPA, the James Marshall, uh-huh. and we sent them the Sun Outside, which is our sunny side. Correct. Cool. And he just said, "I tried both, and they are awesome." There so, you go. That made me so happy. Theo, thanks. Theo came through. Thank you, Theo George. <laughs> and he's the type that would let us know. He was like, he, "I didn't like he that. Would, he shitty. would. He would tell me it was okay." Yeah. Or no, he said they are awesome. So. Awesome. That makes me feel good. Cool, cool. Going to the dark side. Let's go into this fourth beer. <laughs> the dark side. The dark side. Yeah. I almost spit this out. <laughs> no, so oh, we got glass here. Diana, glass here. I am your father's brother. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle George. Uncle George. <laughs> 
That's my favorite uncle, no lie. He's cool. He's cool. Cool people for sure. <laughs> Nice. Well, here's, a, here's a funny story. This is well, nothing related to D&B or bruise or nothing, but it's a funny family story. Okay. My mom has a twin sister. There we go. Okay. And then my my mom and my dad, after they got together, my mom's twin sister got together with my dad's brother. What the? So my Uncle George is my dad's brother, and then my mom's twin, Diamati, is, is my, my mom's sister. sister. Wow. So okay. it's two sisters who married two brothers. <laughs> That's something else. Is that that's that something is, else? Yeah. yeah. And, the, and they're twins, and me and my brother are also twins. But. That's right. Yo, shout out to, uh, am I supposed I'm called Carlos. No, Carlos. Carlos. No. Shout out to Charlie. Shout out to Charlie. Charlie for life. <laughs> Carlos is your pops. <laughs> yes, Carlos is dad. Exactly. I think that's why I can't connect Carlos to my brother. brother. Because Makes sense. that's my dad's name. Chuck. Yeah. So, this, looks dark. this fourth beer, oh. also from First Magnitude, it is their... It's called the minnow. Oh, it smells so good. And it's um, hello darkness, one. my old friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, this Come smells so good. It's a mocha imperial stout, and it comes in at a nine point five percent ABV, also from Gainesville. It's kind of ironic they call it the minnow. Minnow, minnow. Like and it's so like, small, and it's got it's such got a big body and correct. presence to it for <laughs> sure. Coffee, vanilla, and cacao. I think the mocha is what's coming out for me. Really nice. This is really smooth for a night for that. Mm. Mm. Okay. What do got, you think? Got Diana's Mr. approval. It has nice coffee notes. As I say, I'm not I'm not huge on the dark beers, but uh, it has nice notes of coffee for sure. The vanilla comes out after, which is nice. Uh, it leaves a nice, like uh, a nice coating of vanilla on your tongue versus the acidity of a coffee, which is okay. sometimes some styles fall short in that. The cacao. <laughs> Not really getting. Give me a sign. You know what? You know what? Some to me always throws me off. Like, you ever seen those ice creams that's like half vanilla and half chocolate? Yeah. What does it taste like? Chocolate. chocolate. It tastes chocolate. like chocolate. Because vanilla you know what I mean? is a terrible flavor. Exactly. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm just kidding. Whoa. I made fun of him because he loves vanilla ice cream. And that's I the, love anything one. but gonna, vanilla ice we're cream. Gonna it. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into So I feel I like, know I'm in your house, <laughs> but we're going to get into it. I feel like when you mix vanilla and, and, and chocolate, it's... it's the, the vanilla is submissive. Yeah, it's submissive, the vanilla. No, so, submissive, for sure. And, and it gives... <laughs> I'm sorry, nothing against vanilla, but chocolate is a superior flavor. It is, it is it's, it's stronger, but on this one, I feel like it's kind of like redundant to do it, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But on this one, I like the, the, the feel of the, the taste, almost like the feel of the, the vanilla. It's like an oily coating on your tongue, and you can have the vanilla the taste, and then the cacao is like one of the first flavors you taste. Gotcha. It's interesting. It's interesting. Okay, so you actually like this. I, yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, it's impressive when, when Ryan likes a stout, because... Listen, I love all beer. I just no prefer problem. certain ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love all beer. I mean, I, I can't, can I put down a 16 ounce of this? No way, Jose. No way. Yeah, yeah. Could she probably do it? Yeah. And like yeah. men do, we drink beer. We drink beer. <laughs> and a lot of it. Insert Women foot drink and mouth. beer too. <laughs> shout out no. to the ladies who love beer. Yes, yes. shout out to the ladies who love beer. Each yes. and every one of you. And if you love podcasts. Beer is great. And listen, tune into beers, beers. Tune into Rule Beats and Eat. I told you it was gonna happen. Wait, where, where are we? <laughs> only two segments in. That's where we are. And I'm already starting to misname my own podcast. It's good. It's good. It's horrible. It's horrible. Not as much as he probably misnamed it when he first was like, "Is it this? Yeah. Which one? What's it called?" <laughs> sit me down. It was like the one with the beer. He's called Beard Groups and Eat. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. Well, I, I, I gotta. 
say that we did not make it easy for anybody, especially that, now that me and Lewis are cool. We're super close. Cool. It's like, oh, wait a minute, beers, brews, and food, brews, beats, and east. Like, wait, who are you again? <laughs> Which one are you? But he was sure that he kept just naming Lewis. But you're the orange one, right? No, no, no. <laughs> no. But you're the one that has the beard. No, no, that's not it. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. Well, and I'm like, babe, the brews, the beats. And the eats. That's it. You literally had to sit me down and school me. <laughs> it's it's got kind of got a rhyme pattern to it and everything. Yep, so that's yep, how. Sure. That's but how now he's got a down pack. He knows. But, and now that I mentioned Lewis too, before we get into the one through four, um, yo, shouts to the Craftinators. We became inducted right around the same time to the Craftinators. So happy. Thanks for so shouts to everybody involved with the Craftinators. Um, you know the, the bottle shares, the events that have it's coming nice. up. It's nice in the little community down here. Uh, Excellent. Yes, definitely. Shouts to SFL Hops. Um, Florida Hoppy Girl. I'm gonna get all the names wrong. Missy, 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 like, Missy. Missy's the, the hostess. Like kills the most. it. Her house yeah. is so amazing. Bro. It's wild, right? It's wild. I felt like I should have paid her. And for, like, for real, like, you she was not like a. She kept coming out with food after plate after dish yes. with nachos and everything. Like, and it was all vegan, which was yeah. crazy to me because. Yeah, because yeah. you know I'm a big snob when it comes. I want my meat. I'm a man. I'm, you know what I mean? Here we go again. Strikes again. Strikes again. But you know, honestly, but you can enjoy vegan. Had some stuff go. that threw me for yes. a loop, and, and yeah, I yeah. even told Josh he came with us to the party. And I'm like, bro, this is this is why is this so good? Like, yeah. this, I'm not supposed yeah, to yeah. like this. No, this is like this is textured vegetable no. protein. Why am I liking this? But Missy, yeah, Missy gets busy She's with good. with the vegan dishes. Sure. Um, yeah, if you want to her, check sure. her out at Fat Tap, she works over there at Fat Tap. There you go, yo, shout to Fat Tap for sure. Good. They're oh, they're gonna it. be moving into they a new are. location, but get out there now before the new location opens up. They'll and, um, actually be brewing over there at that new and location, will be brewing, too. Yes, it should correct. be nice. That's so, going to be really cool. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, so one through four, what are you guys thinking? Uh, you me, want me to rate them? Uh, most favorite one. to least favorite. All right, well. I think that's how we had it. We're going to have different rates, I think, me and I you. That's, okay. That works for me. Why don't you go first? Ladies first. All right, so, so my, my number one thing. was the pass holder. Okay. I really love that. Really? Okay. Yes. It, it reminded me of the Moana. The which Moana was like, mustard they made at Arcane. Yeah, yeah, it was like a Dole Whip inspired uh, sour. Gotcha. Love that. Uh, my second will probably be the stout because I love the stout. Minnow, okay. And then the third, unbranded. Gotcha. And then the fourth would be this IPA. The That's Ursa. My one. Mine's going to be completely al- almost the other way around, except <laughs> I, you know, I I like this unbranded one here, man. This, this Citra is, is my... My jam. It's nice and light. It's five five. I can totally crush this. Mm -hmm. And then followed by the Westie, which is coming close to first. Um, I'm just gonna switch this around too (laughs) because not a fan of the dark side. So yeah, it'd have to be the the unbranded followed by the uh, American West Coast IPA and then annual pass holder and then then the Mm -hmm. middle. Nice. Um, yeah, but they were all very nice, honestly, man. They were all, you know, very nice beers. Sometimes, Good choices. Sometimes when you get beers out of a can, yeah, you don't know how long they've been in the can mm. or where they've been kept or mm-hmm. what temperature they've been kept yeah. at. So yeah. there's a lot of variables to getting beer out of a can, especially if you don't get it, you know, directly from the brewery. You know, usually most brewers will give it to you fresh. But, yeah. you know, Josh, his big thing is he loves this guy spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on beer. And, you know, his big thing is you got to check the bottom of the can. You have to. You have to Correct. because... There's a lot of people out there selling beers that they paid a lot of money for, 
and they're just trying to get rid of it, and it's been sitting on the shelves for six, eight months, and mm-hmm. it's a freaking hoppy IPA. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they get yeah. to you like, oh, this tastes like shit, and then what now? Now you have a bad impression of that brewery. Even though it was a good beer, that retailer let it sit on the shelf for an X amount of time. So Makes sense. There's a lot of lot of variables in beer when it comes to, to buying it in the can and just, yeah. just buying it off the shelf in general. You know what I mean? So that's, no, sure. you know, to tie everything back, that's, I feel like, another reason why we wanted to brew our own fresh beer. Like, some of the stuff I make, it might not be the best, but because it's fresh, it tastes really good. You know what I mean? Like, I might have gotcha. a few missed things here and there in the brewing process, yeah. but because it's so fresh, you know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. not getting beer that's, you know, uh, three, four weeks old unless you go directly to the brewery. Anything you buy off the shelf over there at Total Wine is going to be, yeah, it's going to be sitting there for. And a, then you're hoping that they rotate the stock. Yeah, exactly. Who knows if they do? And who knows? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, man, no, it's important fresh. to know. Obviously, all Shout my people out, out there, all the breweries, the check. Breweries you know, sure. stamp your 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 can date on the bottom of your can, please, for us, us <laughs> consumers, for one and two, us consumers, check the date. I mean, that's it. You're going to get a bad impression of a good brewery because of a bad can. And it wasn't supposed to be like that because yeah. somebody screwed up along the way. Now your impression's, you know, yeah, blurred. Yeah. So. No, for sure. Beer snob. Yeah, beer snob <laughs> comment of the day. I'm going to have to find the, like, a sound effect that goes Beer with... snob. <laughs> like some shit like that. <laughs> Is that what you thought? Like a pig? Pretty much. Like... more like a bougie-ass Karen. Like, beer snob, please stamp your can. I can I speak to the manager, please? This beer is... <laughs> this is fucking... stamp 2019. Yeah, this is unacceptable. Yeah, but... The thing is, the same way I sent food back at a restaurant, like, I remember I got a can oh, of... Oh, you do that? Oh, know? man, listen. I I never, we're going to talk, we're gonna talk I about... I got not. a can of clown shoes one time, bro, in, like, 2020, and it was, like, Mark 2018. It was supposed to be, like, a, oh. a juicy IPA, and they brought it to me, and I didn't even crack it. Thank God I told them not to pour it, because if they'd have cracked it, I'd have <laughs> had to pay for it. I looked at the bottom, it was, like, two years old. I'm like, yo, how are you selling this to me? Like, do you have any, like... <laughs> standards? Standards. Like, this thing's learning how to be potty trained right now. <laughs> Seriously, bro. Like, my kids are all younger than me. Oh, my God. <laughs> this thing's almost out of, out of the uh, pull-ups. He's <laughs> two years old. Dude, what are you doing? I mean, and and it, it will. It will change your whole perception of the But they probably the didn't know that either until you said that. Well, I'm hoping no people idea. are yeah, listening, and I'm hoping people understand. I check never checked so. under the cans until he told me. Check, I didn't know. Check them. Especially yeah. if you're going to shell out 6 7 $8 a can, yeah, you don't want to pour it out and it's just like a bunch of yeast. Uh, yeast looks like a snow globe and shit. Yeah, dude, we've had some bad ones, especially him. This guy spent so much money on beers. Yeah, you know, no, definitely. Does that remind you of the first time we ever really got like got into beer? We we took that road trip to Orlando. We went to Total Wine, and again, we didn't know that much about beer at that time, but. We were just so excited with the selection mm-hmm. in Total Wine. Again, not knowing anything. Exactly. I feel like a lot of people. We get were that filling way. up, making our like custom made like six packs. He made his, I yeah. made mine, and, and we were just so happy. And then we went to the brewery. Um, the first brewery we went together was in St. Augustine. Um, Bog. Bog Brewery. Bog Brewery. Shout out to them. Honestly, that was the first time, not to segue, but that was the hazy. first time I had a hazy IPA. <laughs> yep. And yeah. I fell in love, bro. It was fresh. Uh, we you know why? Because it was fresh. Because it was fresh. Our Make minds were blown. Like, what is this? We brought it home because Josh, Josh had we to brought try it. Home to him. We're like on our way home. We're like Josh. We went to this brewery. It blew our minds. We are bringing you a hazy IPA. You're gonna love it. Yeah. And at that time, he was also into IPAs. At that point in time, you were drinking like wine. hop you know, we, gun, we the know. basic bitch yeah. stuff. You know? Yeah, we didn't yeah. know, which is fine. I mean, if you want to just you know stay on that path and you know go along like the the consumer path of basic yeah. you know yeah. beers, that's cool. Yeah. But I feel like at some point you need to step out of your comfort zone and, and try and something different. Go to, yeah, like, craft beers, man. That's it's where it's at. It's the little guys, I swear, that are doing the coolest yeah. things. Yes. So let's continue on with that craft beers. The mystery. Bum, the mystery. Bum, bum. <laughs> we have, and this is not typical. It's a blank can. But we have a fifth beer. 
Now, this can is a mystery beer. There's no label on it. There's no stats, no data on it. Um, we have no idea what we're going to get out of this one. <laughs> Do you know where you got it from, though, yeah? Do you know if it's like it's, a It's from Tennessee. Like a... It's from Tennessee. It's from Tennessee. That's, it. That's all we know. Shouts to love, little monkey. She, she put me on to this one. She's like, hey, I, th- this one doesn't have a label. And I, like wish, it. and I wish I could remember where she said she got it from, but... It's, it's from Unbranded, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Unbranded, this might be... A, you might want to drop just a random beard. Four packs with nothing like on empty it. Yes. And it's honestly... I don't know how... I, for a second there, this might sound like me producing a podcast episode like while we're recording. Go for it. But... I thought that that would be such a cool thing for season three. Yep. It's oh, just yeah. to throw mystery in like a, a mystery one. Maybe, maybe you should even take the label off. Yeah, take the label off if you don't want to. often one. you're going to get a mystery one, but throw yeah, the throw. Or we can give you every now and then. We'll give you a beer. Mystery we'll take off the label. We'll be like, here yeah. you go. Here's your Bomb. mystery beer. That's mystery. how it's happening. Yeah. It's going down just like that. Yeah. I think that would be super cool. Yes. So, <laughs> here we go. Um, glasses. I need glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's the dark side. It is the dark side. It's I was not line. prepared for this. It's in line with. Uh, it, it is wait, a little. It is a little uh, foamy too, which well, leads my me pour to was horrible. Oh, that's that's that means it's still nice and carbonated. So, fun fact: we pour our beers completely different. Yeah, she she likes to. I like to pour it straight down the middle in the middle of the glass and so pour it, like, it quick. Slaps it like. Yeah. So that the gas is released into the cup and not into your belly. So she doesn't have to fart in front of me. No. I have never fought in front of you. That's, exactly. That's why. Because you that's never happened. And you don't want to break the record. Yeah. And I don't want to break the record. But also, no, for your stomach. Like, if you don't pour it that way, all of those gases are going to be released in your belly instead. Really? I'm yes. cool with that. So right, my brother, you know, he's the nerd. <laughs> Charlie, the science guy. Shout out to Charlie once again. Charlie. <laughs> he it's taught nutty. me that. So it's I a- now always pour my beers straight down the middle. Let the foam come out. Like, I don't care if it's super foamy. It's not you don't care be- about losing some of the beer either? You're not losing anything. It becomes beer. Like, the foam is gone. There's my beer. As, as long as it doesn't spill it's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as it doesn't spill over. It might take me longer to pour the beer than him, but... Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not advocating this way in any way, but... I mean, when she does it, I mean, she hasn't farted around me. And I'm, far- I'm farting all the time, so maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe I'm going to pour my beers go. less smooth and just... Right down the center. Dump them into the cup. So what do we got here? What do we got here? I don't know, but it smells great. It's definitely a stout. I mean... It's, yes. I can't see anything can't see just doing it. Yeah. No. It's not a diet stout either. No. It's not that. It's like a night at the movie theaters, though, honestly. It's, all right, start- Actually, it might... Okay, okay. <laughs> Definitely getting some nuts nuts in there. There's definitely nutty by just That's off the nose. Yeah. It's nutty. Oh, there's definitely nut. nut. Word of the day. It's nutmeg. Like I mean, that no. might. Mm, no. Might have a nutmeg in there. Like, there's a very, like a. <laughs> Meg, who invited Meg to the party? <laughs> She's nuts. And her nuts, yeah. <laughs> nutty Meg. No, this is good. Um, definitely some nuts. Definitely a stout. Definitely. Is that a, like a macadamia nut? Is, like is there some maple in there, too? Or is there like a. I don't, know. I don't know. Maple stands out really strong. Yeah, I don't I'm think not, it's I'm not maple. maple. I'm definitely getting nuts. Some sort of fucking nut. Like chocolate and like, nut. Meg the nut. Getting nut all over. I it. like this because it I has like no it, it has no coffee appeal. No. And it is a little bit more carbonated than a normal stout because mm-hmm. it has like a, fr- a, a frizziness to but it. But it's also very yes. smooth. Yeah, smooth. You Do, can drink this one. I, I am drinking this one. <laughs> drink it and enjoy it. I, I, you know. Sometimes you don't want that heaviness. See, this is nice because it has it has more carbonation than no, yeah. a normal style. I don't know if that's because it's been in the can for eight months or correct. You know, you know because it's, there's no telling. There's no, no idea. Yeah. So no shouts to shouts to whoever brewed this. 
and put it in a can. Shout out to the mystery stout. You have no idea. No, you have nothing. No idea. I thought you were gonna like be like, psych. I know who it is. This no, is this. Bro, I'm very transparent. This is, wow, okay. What you see is what you get. Not like this beer. I am very transparent. <laughs> if I tell you, I don't know. I don't know. I have no problem with saying. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Does your friend know the one that gave it to you? Or she doesn't know either. No. Okay. Wait, the this world is, will never. Definitely a mystery. I, I might be able to determine where she got it from, like as far as what, like the brewery. brewery but yeah, it well, it's nice. Brewery? So mm. hazelnut is actually one of my hazelnut. favorite. That's what it is. It's okay. One of my favorite flavors in a stout. Okay. Actually, before Sunnyside, my favorite beer was from Winwood. They did, um, you know, they have they have like La Rubia. Their normal beer. The nutty blonde is the best. One. Nutty blonde. They they added hazelnut. <laughs> that is Rubia. like one of those that I'm like, yo, this is good. We yes. got one in the I bought. It's been there for months since we started dating in I went wow. there one time and they had it on draft and I wasn't able to take a crowler home or anything because mm-hmm. it was just one like keg and they were like, no, we can't do this Not one. Yet. And like a year later, I want to say, or two years later, I don't know. They they actually came to my job too for like a little happy hour and mm-hmm. in the happy hour, I asked them. When are you bringing back the nutty blonde and the and or the nutty brunette, right? Or nutty, nutty blonde. blonde, nutty, nutty blonde. blonde, nutty blonde. Yeah. And then like, we don't know, you know, that was like a like a seasonal beer wow. that we made. I was like, well, to this date, that's the best beer I ever had. I love hazelnut. I love the way it tasted. It was mm-hmm. so smooth, so balanced. One day I'm on Instagram and I see it pop up. Winwood <laughs> Brewing Nutty Blonde yeah. by Can during the during quarantine. Yes, come pick it up. I bought like 24 of them yeah. and I brought it home and Actually, I was so happy with good reason I was so happy yes with so, good reason yo yes. shouts to, to Dave Rodriguez over at Winwood Brewing um, uh, their uh, their Magic City Pale Ale was one of the ones that solidified my 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 taste for Pale Ale nice and I was like okay I can mess with Pale Ales because again this is at a time where I'm IPAs I'm like eh I'm happy. But, but Pale Ales but Pale Ales and I was like yo I like what they did there and that was my beer for a minute. And then I came across the Nutty Blonde, and I was like, yo, this That's is so good. really good. Yeah. So, shouts to Dave Rodriguez. It didn't have that heaviness. Like, Bruce Beats and no, East Alumni. No, it was so smooth, because it was like a blonde ale, but it has hazelnut in it, so it had, like, profile and, like... I wonder how it would be now. Okay. We got a can soon. We got one can left, I think. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how it is now. The one, like, Jet The meat. one can. <laughs> You might have to crack it just for like research purposes. That's it. Everything is for science. <laughs> Everything is for science. In the name of science. <laughs> she My people, y'all just tuned in to, uh, you just heard us go through these brews. Diana and Brian both rated the brews for you. Uh, there's still a lot more podcasts yet to come. We even got the mystery brew. This is like the first time the episode we had an episode You're with the mystery brew. With so, mystery brew. So that might be a staple. I said I might. it might be... Part of uh, season three's allure. <laughs> Label off. That's it. Uh, y'all stay tuned. We're gonna get into these beats in a minute. So yeah, I know what it is. It's Bruce Beats and he's the podcast. Bruce Beeson needs the podcast, and we have reached the beats portion of the podcast. This is where we get to know our guests' musical taste, um, what uh, playlists consist of, uh, what they grew up listening to. What's what's the ideal beer for maybe brewing? What what plays in the background when they're making either stouts or a juicy IPA? Um, all, all the questions you need to know. Um, so let's start with. Uh, oh, and then we'll eventually get into something I, I like to do where uh, I'll ask which is the the music 
that most people would be surprised to know that you enjoy. Like, okay, yeah, I got so, some guilty pleasures for sure. Okay, but let's go with um, let's go with the what's a playlist look like, sound like nowadays for either one of y'all. For either one, I mean, I'll let her go first. She's okay. Gonna, she's gonna, yeah. So we actually when we, when we do road trips, we, beer trips, we do like a shared playlist where he contributes his songs. Beercations. I contribute my songs. So what we have in common, at least for our playlists, are like. Kind of like electric, kind of dance, kind of songs. EDM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, EDM. Pop, pop EDM pop. That we have in, in common. Yeah. For me, a lot of old stuff mm-hmm. goes into play. Like a lot of 90s, a lot of 2000s. Like kind of like rock. A little bit of like emo. A lot of 80s music. Okay, like, okay. I feel like she definitely focuses on the freestyle. She likes the freestyle. Freestyle. But yeah. like like 90s freestyle. Like TK and yeah. CBB. yeah. And I feel like she focuses more on like the freestyle that was popular down here in Miami. At yeah, the and he's not that familiar with. So Just like, not. side note, he doesn't understand what booty music is or what booty music was. In he knows Miami. Connecticut booty, booty he knows music. Exactly, there's a difference. I'm not even sure they're dancing it properly. Like, are you even dancing uh, uh, booty? Like, are you wow. shaking? You're just, you're just right? a product wow. of your environment. Man. That's it. <laughs> Whereas I grew up, uh, I grew up in Hialeah in Miami Lakes, and we had like Thunder Wheels was mm. our spot, which was like a rollerblading and roller skating place. And in the middle of Thunder Wheels is where everybody will go to dance. Gotcha. And what we're dancing is booty music. And we're yeah. on the floor. We're doing the crybaby. And yeah, we yeah. got, like, Uncle Wow and, like, mix yeah. it up. And Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Brian is appalled. Inappropriate teenage behavior. Yeah. Yeah. But, yes, that's, that's what we grew up with, at least yeah. here. Yeah. A little different. <laughs> yeah, so I grew up a little different. I mean, I, I grew up in Connecticut. It was... I grew up in a town that was initially predominantly white, and then slowly but surely the Jamaicans kind of moved in, and the, the Haitians, and you know things changed a lot. So uh, you know when I went to school, I liked you know when I was younger, I liked to like a lot of Ace and ba- Ace of Base and Aerosmith. I get down with that. And those things, yeah, yeah, no, but for sure. And then like uh, there was always this like kind of like pressure on me because I'm a lot, I'm half black, half white, you know? so I can vibe pretty much with everybody. I tried to be like the, just super like neutral with, yeah. with everyone and so like I like my rock music you know and then I also like my hip hop and stuff like yeah. that and I feel like the dirty wine and the, the heel and toe those dances like the, the Jamaican <laughs> things kind of like played a little a little aspect my uncle he owns a uh, a Caribbean food store so okay. you know I, I know a lot about the Jamaican culture and the Caribbean culture and you know Haitian for sure obviously yeah. So, you know, that, that, not that I listen to that music, so let's go back to that. Uh, <laughs> back when I was a kid, I liked a lot of uh, pop, pop rock, you know, let's say. Yeah. Like, never sync or nothing like that, but like, you know, Aerosmith and mm-hmm. like, things that were popular on the radio. Um, uh, this is an unbeknownst fact to everybody, but I'm actually a very, very talented drummer, not to toot my own horn. Toot toot. But <laughs> <laughs> and you said you were a drummer, not a hornet. Or, or a hornet. <laughs> not a hornet. I'm a hornet. No. Not a horn player. <laughs> So, but no, real talk. I, I, not to, not I actually to, won. not to rim my own rim shot, <laughs> not to slap my own rim shot, but <laughs> no. But uh, no, I actually won a few uh, competitions in drumming, and nice. Josh will attest to this, man. He's okay. been he's been a big he's fan. Forced of mine. To. He's forced to. He's the best friend. He, no, he knows. He wouldn't lie, even I wouldn't let him lie. But uh, I won a few competitions. I actually, won the guitar uh, center drum off one nice. year. That was back in like what two thousand eight, but it's okay. like riding a bike. I haven't played the drums in a long time, but I used to get down and I used to okay. play in lots and lots of different bands. Nice. Uh, I used to play in reggae bands and rock bands and funk bands. So, to get back to your question, mm-hmm. started <laughs> off early rock, but uh, my favorite band, I mean, 
Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. You know, I know you're going to get into that question, so I'm just yeah. going to get ahead of you. But, yeah, definitely Red Hot Chili Peppers, Incubus, uh, 311, Mars Volta, any of that, like, funky, rocky kind of stuff. But don't get it twisted. You know, I can still hold my own with, like, the roots and, like, mm. the J, you know, like, hip-hop beats and stuff, stuff like that. Man, I mean, yeah. I feel like me telling you this is only, like, a quarter of the attribution that I should be giving to you because, yeah. you know, so if much. I had a drum set, like, you'd see I'd rock it, your jaw would be on the I, floor. I, not, I, not to toot my own horn. But two, two. Two, two. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, I'm big into music, man. I mean, nice. I played with a lot of cats. You know, my 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 best. What got friend. you into drum? Like, what got? What was the? Um. Well, my okay. So my next door neighbor, he had a band, and I was always across the street Saturday morning, Sunday, just listening to them. And they fucking sucked, man. I was like, Fuck, these guys fucking suck. And they were always playing so loud, and like, and I'm like. Fuck man, I want to play the drum. I want to learn how to play the drum nasty. So like when they hear me playing, they're like, you know, like yeah. this guy's nasty. So, yeah. dude, I worked at my uncle's store. It's funny That's that it comes the back Korean. to that. I, for like two summers in a row, I saved up all my money. <laughs> and I bought a drum set off of eBay, like because that's when that was popular back then. Who buys yeah. shit off of eBay nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> and I bought my own drum set, and it came new. Oh, hold on a second, I gotta bring in the today's sponsor. I have an ad to read. Let's go. Brought to you by eBay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> plug it you, in, plug it in. If you go to eBay.com back backslash Bruce Bees and East, you'll get fifteen percent off of something. <laughs> but go ahead. But not to shit on eBay. Now. <laughs> not yeah. to shit on eBay. But no, yeah, okay. so I brought my own drum set, man. I'm super excited. I said it up. I was like, maybe. 13, 14, and completely self-taught, man. All I wanted to do was just listen to music and learn music, and like, gotcha. I was big into Metallica, but like, at the same time, Jay-Z and Eminem, like, yeah, dude, yeah. all the different aspects of, like, music at that point, and I felt like that had a lot to do with how quickly I progressed. I bought a new drum set, like, I upgraded the same way we do with the drum... The, On with the, No, I did not buy it on eBay. I actually bought it on a local drum store, which I became friends with a lot of, the, you know... <laughs> The same way with the, the brewing, you know, I there. get into something brewing, I'm into it, 100%, like, yeah. dialed fucking in, you yes. know, like... so Which, which... That's how you're able to toot your own horn. That's it. Yeah, dude. I'm not going to lie to you. I was a badass fucking drummer, bro. I'm not going to lie. Joshua I've never heard it, but I still want to. Tell him, bro. Tell him. Speak. Speak. So many years, just... I I, I would just go and and chill and just listen and just jam out. Listen and awe. Just, yeah. Yeah. Dude, so I played with a bunch of cats. My best friend was a... a, 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 He went to college for for music. Yeah, he went to college for music. Cool cats. And Yeah, jazz cats, man. I I used to hit with everybody, man. So, like... It's been a long time since I played music, and Diana might not know that side of me because you know I don't have a drum set, and even yeah. now living in like well, I got a townhouse, you a guitar, so you can play. The, I have my bass the over there in the guitar. corner. I'll give okay. Ed a little demo before there we leave. But bass isn't right. my shit. Drum is my shit, yeah. and you know that that's me. I'm a drummer, man. Like I, if yeah, I had a kid I right now, I would I would say less. Me. I would say less <laughs> if I had a kid you right now. You would let the drumming. Speak I have. I've won competitions. Wrong. I'm good. But you know things are different now. I haven't played in that long, so I'd be super rusty if I started again. But it's like riding a bike. You know, super rusty. Nah. Don't give me give me an hour. I'll hit, I'll hit like <laughs> I was hitting before, bro. To knock the rust long. off. Okay. But yeah, yeah man, that's, that's my jam. Red Hot Chili Peppers, The Funk, Jimi Hendrix. You name it, bro. Like, nice. always into all types of genres and avenues. Diana, um... The Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> How Beatles. and why? How did you get into You're the 36. Beatles? You're 36. So, fun fact, um, my mom used to play The Beatles to me and my brother in her belly. Like... Okay. My mom and my dad both love the Beatles. Wow. Any song that comes on the Beatles, they'll sing it, they'll know it. Yeah. Um, when when we got a little bit older, I remember me and my brother had just turned 21, mm. and there was a, a Beatles show in Vegas, the Beatles love Cirque du Soleil, okay. that me, my mom, and my brother always talked about wanting to go there. For one, like we love like the arts and like mm-hmm. performance arts, and then it was tied into the Beatles. 
So as soon as we turned 21, we booked a trip to Vegas, my mom, my brother, and me, just simply for the fact that was what we built the trip around was to go to this Beatles love show, which blew our mind. Like, it is just the most amazing show. It, it puts together the acrobats and, like, Cirque du Soleil, but together with the music from the Beatles. Gotcha. So you're just transformed, like... I don't even do drugs, but I was just transformed to like this <laughs> other world of just like yeah. the best music ever and like the best like visual art ever. And then after that, like anytime there was uh, like a Beatles like tribute band that would mm-hmm. come to town to the Hard Rock or whatever, we'll get tickets for the whole family. Nice. And we're sitting there and we're singing every single song. There's not a single like Beatles song that we didn't know. My brother, me, my mom, like that's just how we all bonded and connected was gotcha. like jamming to the Beatles. Did you ever come across, I don't know, it might have been maybe just off your listening radar, but did you ever hear the Grey album, which was uh, Danger Mouse, which is a producer, he's part, he's one half of Gnarls Barkley with uh, CeeLo Green. They think I'm crazy. Okay, so, well, Danger Mouse, when Jay-Z dropped the Black album, Danger Mouse, that was around the same time where uh, producers were doing remixes to Mm -hmm. people's albums. So he took the Beatles' White Album, music off of that, and then laid it under Jay-Z's verses off the Black Album, there he goes, the Grey Album. The Grey Album, okay, so, I never, so never heard of that. that would be my recommendation to you to I'm check out. I'm interested to hear that now. Yeah, okay. Linkin Park did something to, uh, to that with Jay-Z as well. Well, yeah, they did, yeah, they, they, yeah Meteora, where they combined their... Um, well, Linkin uh, Park was one of my favorites as a teenager. Was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and the first album, actually, I ever bought was Green Day, Green Day Nookie, was okay. my first album. And then the first album me and my brother together we bought was Michael Jackson. Really? Yeah. Okay. Michael Jackson double album. But <laughs> side note, me and my brother were obsessed with DMX. The world yes, was all I, over the place. I did capture some of that. Yes. Like, I, I heard DMX. recently, and we were on a road trip like the same day he passed away, so he like played all the songs. All the way up on our road trip. Every word this kid was saying. Every word. I'm like, oh, who are you? He's like, who are you? And she's like, you don't want to play. All I know is time. Yeah, I was really shocked how much of a bit DMX fan. So, so here's DMX fan. So DMX is someone you surprise. You surprised Brian with your knowledge of DMX. What's what's a uh, what's an artist that most? Well, I guess that would be like Like a guilty pleasure artist. No, well, no, that would be someone that people wouldn't expect. But I. It, country, it, country, country music. Okay. You okay. don't expect that at all. <laughs> and that's not what it sounds like. Moonshine music? Is that what you're it, calling it? Brian always likes to rank on me over country music. But. Okay. So, I mean, my progression as a little kid, like the Beatles, obviously, because I didn't have a choice of what music we listened to. My mom loved Casey and the Sunja- Sunshine okay. Band mm-hmm. and the Bee Gees and all that kind mm-hmm. of music. Barry White was huge, influential okay. to like me and my brother and my family. We love right. Barry White. Then I become my own like kind of little person, you know. Um, New kids on the block and in sync, and like I'm a little teeny bopper little girl. Mm-hmm. And then it's like Green Day and like Lincoln Park, and like I'm mad at my mom. Let me blast up this rock music, and like, in, you know. <laughs> and and after that was uh, the freestyle. I got into like freestyle. Like I've I've had like my stages where like music has evolved. Yeah. But for like the last five years, I want to say it's been country music, and it's okay. been like. More than anything, like love songs and like mm. pop country music, like, oops. Time um, for the hops. And he just can't relate to it at all, so yeah. he just makes fun of me. Yeah. 
I love country. It actually won us a uh, bonus on trivia night. There was a country song uh, the first night before you got there. Okay. One of the song bonuses was a country song. I think it was like Kenny Chesney. And you know, Brian looks at me. He's like, with his eyes open like this, like, you better know this country girl. And I was like, I know this song. It was awesome. Nice. Nice. Oh, that's excellent. So I just want to add one other thing. I mean, as, aside from being a huge fan of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, back in uh, 2003, sounds like the future. 2003. Yeah, so 2003. Or 2003. 2003, also known as. the future, but it's actually in the past. Also known as 2003. I went to go see the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and for them opened was uh, Queens of the Stone Age, which is a great band as well, and uh, the Mars Volta. And... To this day, that was the best concert I've ever gone to. I got front row seats, so me and my buddy, we showed up about 10 hours early to the concert. Why? 10 hours? 10 fucking hours early to the concert. We sat outside, it was in the Pepsi Arena up in Albany, New York. And we showed up about 10 hours early, and we sat out there doing absolutely nothing, twiddling our, we played nutball. We, we sat across each other with our, our legs nope. open, and we tossed each other's shoe at our nuts to see who was in each other nuts. Anyway, what? it was totally worth it. We, what? we got in, we were front fucking I'm glad right. we got to know each other over cornhole. Dude, cornhole the game, was, not nutball. Not uh, nutball. I wish we could play cornhole, man. It would have been a lot less painful. <laughs> <laughs> so You gotta be so bored to come up with a name yeah, we called nutball. Waiting for the concert with so much anxiety, like So anyway, we finally get in and we go to the front row, like right up against the gate, and Mars Volta is the opening act. But Mars Volta, they're, they're like a bunch of jokesters. They play really good music. You got to check them out. The Mars Volta, they don't play anymore. But for them, opening up for the Mars Volta was DJ Nobody. And guess what? We sat around for a whole hour listening to fucking DJ Nobody. <laughs> Finally, the Mars Volta gets on stage and they rock it. And then slowly but surely, you know, the Queens of the Stone Age and the Red Hot Chili Peppers headline. At that point in time, we're like, me and my buddy are like pushed up against the banister, like front row, you know, yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers concert inside of an arena, like. It was intense, man. Anyway, to this day, like, I have to bring that back as my number one musical memory, bro. Like, John Frusciante, the guitarist with the Chili Peppers, looked me in my eyes, bro. Like, there was a connection. Not, not for nothing, bro, he had a tear, a single oh, tear run drop when he was telling me the story for I, the yeah, first time. Wow. Anyway, so single tear drop. One of the guys we went with, I haven't, I haven't been in contact with him in, in, in maybe like 10 years. I've never talked to him. I hit him back randomly one day. I'm like, hey, man, you remember that Red Hot Chili Peppers Mars Volta concert? And he hits me back. He goes, oh, it was so legendary, bro. How have you been? I've talking so long. But, dude, honestly, to that day, that concert was number one top tier. No, never, never, never going to forget it. Speaking of tears and mentioning Red Hot Chili Peppers, are you familiar with Jay Dilla, the producer? Jay Dilla. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Producer. Correct. Yeah, For R.I.P. Jay Dilla, um, probably one of the most uh, prolific producers in hip-hop. Um, literally changed the way um, okay I know Questlove no 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 no. Uh, he's from Detroit I know Questlove say like he kind of explains uh, Jay Dilla's appeal in hip hop to most people is that he kind of switched how like bands played music based off of how he produced music Um, but the reason I mention it is because you mentioned Red Hot Chili Peppers you mentioned And Diana said you had a tear when you, when you first told her the story. Yep. But uh, Flea from the Red Hot Chili. Yes. So when he talks about Jay Dilla, he gets emotional. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was pretty interesting that, that you brought that up yeah. as well. If you could tell, it was a memorable experience oh, for him because yeah, like so the way he he would like choke up too, like telling me, he's like, 
And we were in the front row, and we locked eyes. <laughs> and it was just like life changing. First of all, I had a few beers in me too, a lot more than a few. So <laughs> Ten hours ahead. No shame that you shed a tear, but I can tell. I can tell how special that story was to him. It was like on a scale. If you were to look at the whole night on a scale, bro, it went from like. Ten hours like, of nothing. Like doggy coin, bro. It literally went from nothing to like oh, the pinnacle. Like, and then we're there in the front row, and he's looking me in my fucking eyes, and like I'm stuck against the guardrail front row. Like, it was just, <laughs> you know, like one of those memorable, the most memorable. Like, no, Josh sure. and I went skydiving not too long ago. That was fucking memorable too. Wow. That's, that's wow. Right the day. What music did you play on your way up to skydiving? <laughs> Aeroplane, by the way. Skydiving, really? No. High Ooh. adrenaline all day long. Oh, I don't know if I need that though. Yeah, I'm not I'm sure. Good. I'm not sure if I'm, I need that. Bobo, it's fun. Bobo, 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 get on a plane, jump out of that shit. Like, what does it matter, bro? Wow, wow. Yeah, no, that's definitely. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready for. <laughs> no matter what I listen to on the way to the airport, I don't think Nothing's I would ever hype be ready. You up or prepare you enough for that <laughs> skydiving. The Beatles, Yellow Submarine. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, a day in the life would be the perfect song. Wow, crazy! <laughs> that is crazy. Um, but yeah, man. Right now we're we just dumped the hops in the beer. If you guys are still listening, we uh, dumped the hops in the beer and we're we're doing the whirlpool now, uh, getting all those hop aromas and oils out of the beer. I don't know if this is a different segue than. No, it works. It's all part of it. It's all part of it. We're brewing, man. We're brewing. We're brewing. We're brewing. Things. Yes. This, this step right here is going to get a lot of that tropical fruit. Happy aroma. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of speaking of Bruce, um, I, I'd like to shout, take this moment to shout out everybody who's made a song that had to do with beer, especially the brothers who I've used. Um, their, I've sampled their music to to kind of like kick off the brew segment. Shouts to No Emotion and the Gods. Um, shouts to Orion, what they do, what they do, hip hop. That's SFMG fam. I'm hoping he gets back on his WDDH radio shit soon. Uh, that's who I recommend for anybody who's into Miami hip-hop and wants to know the history of it and coming from a well-informed source, shouts to WDDH Radio. Also, two nights a week is WVCC Scythe Live, and I'm contractually uh, obligated to say it like that. Yo, shouts to <laughs> H2O, WVCC Scythe Life Radio on Twitch. That's twitch.tv backslash... WVCC Radio, two nights a week, 9 to 12, Tuesday and Thursdays. Tune in, download the app, get involved in the chat. You're going to hear a lot of the local stuff in the backyard barbecue. You're going to hear music from other areas. And then you're going to have the fire interviews, the dope-ass interviews throughout. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think that's a wrap for the, for, the, for the beat segment. Now I'm really intrigued. I'm hoping that one day... Brian knocks the rust off, the drum rust off. <laughs> we'll go, go I think I, that might be his next birthday present, you. honestly. You? A drum set. Yeah. Put it in the garage. I'm neighbors would love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how good I am. They There's going to be one shit. neighbor that's going to go, I got to get better than him so he can stop playing that <laughs> trash. You go, and you're going to eBay.com. New drum set. <laughs> yeah. eBay. Maybe an electronic kit would be more fitting for the era. Listen, and that, and that right. you're going to inspire that neighbor. To get better at the drums, and you, and that's how you shout know. out to the future drummer neighbor. Yes, you're gonna motivate the youth. Big up, big up. Bruce Beeson needs the podcast. Y'all stay tuned. We still have the eats portion, and and uh, yeah, there's gonna be tacos at some point involved. Oh yes, but uh, tacos. 
tacos. But yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's, Let's talk about it. Yo, shouts to Soup. You know who you are. <laughs> Bruce Beast and the Podcast. Stay tuned. We got one more segment to go. Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast, and we have reached the Eats portion. Um, and uh, it was brought to my attention that I, I as a podcaster, failed. Um, I never got a chance to ask Brian, what is something on your playlist that most people would, would be surprised that you're sitting there listening to it? <laughs> Guilty oh, pleasure. So I, I told you while we were just chilling, I had my Pandora going on shuffle. And, you know, I had a little bit of Jay-Z, some hip-hop... Some rock music, you know, I'm mulatto, so I like all the music, you know. Not, not, not. Anyway, it was Dua Lipa, is the answer to your question, okay? I think she's super hot. I think she's got a great voice. I think her funk tracks, all her tracks are super funky. Granted, they may be a little bit more mainstream pop. I dig it, bro. It's a guilty pleasure. Like, take what you want. Hey, listen, it is what it is, man. It's something that you, you know, most people would be surprised. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. you like. Dude, I, love I can't, I can't tell you how it's your party. I can't tell you how to get down. You know? <laughs> but what I can tell you is that in this segment we talk eats. Um, we get to know our guests' food taste. We've already talked beer. We've already talked music. So we get to know their food taste. Uh, some of the meals that they can't live without or dishes they can't live without. Um, whether they cook themselves. Um, <clears throat> maybe we could talk pairing too. If you guys have any thoughts on pairing certain beers with certain dishes um and we definitely can't go without talking about the food experience we just we experienced just <laughs> <laughs> at, the, at this with the sake of sounding redundant like let's talk about our experience with this food experience <laughs> so we pulled up you guys recommended uh, i don't know we came up on tacos for some reason like we tacos. decided tacos were the thing yeah. well, recently yeah. i think tacos makes everybody happy though i don't know anybody I, that doesn't get hello. happy with tacos i mean hello taco yeah. Yeah, so oddly enough, that's the name of the, the taco truck over there, <laughs> and, and it's, it's really good. Hello, bro. it's taco. really good. Like it's so blatantly obvious that that's the choice. Like hello, taco. Like so, you know, we we fr- we tried it out. Like we just recently moved here a few we months tried it ago. Out for the first time, like a week ago, mind yeah. you. We've tried it like five times. We're since. addicted. Like <laughs> it might be a problem at this point. Yeah, but yeah. it's also super close. And it's just like very authentic. Traditional, authentic Mexican cuisine, bro. Like tacos, you know, chimichangas. They have uh, shrimp dishes. Mm-hmm. They have all, all Lengua. the Lengua. Lengua. You just had a tongue taco. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, yeah. They got, they're, they're doing their thing over there, man, for sure. And, and I'm sure there's places that are, that are you know, close to where other people live. But this one's definitely worth the drive, man, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like right there on 441 North, it's, it's just fire. It's fire. Yeah, I think when you add convenience, proximity, and then good like product quality yeah for that, sure. so that's why you guys have been there three four times since <laughs> in the week since you discovered <laughs> since you discovered the place oh. yeah dude, yes good. I, I uh I, and I appreciate you guys sharing that with me I did I had the four tacos and some rice and beans the my tacos consisted of uh, chicken steak and then lengua which is tongue um which is something that I discovered beef tongue by the way beef tongue yeah Right around, <laughs> right around, somewhere around, I wish I would number the episodes, but when I sat down with the homie said, said seven, um, I, I, I took a leap, uh, before we recorded that episode and, and, and he said, uh, yeah, there's a taco place around the corner. 
connected to a laundromat. It's really good food. Those and, are the best ones, bro. Yeah, the exactly. best ones are in the shadiest areas. We don't always. need a lot of space. Yeah. We'll operate wherever, and then we'll make it happen and put out some great food. So ever since then, I've been on the whole, like, if I get introduced to a new taco place, I definitely have to have at least one of the tongue tacos. For and I sure. haven't been, I haven't been I disappointed. Mean, but you really love the tongue. It's risky. Yes. It's, it's a risky thing to Sometimes do you got to speak in tongues. Sometimes, sometimes. I've never had tongue, but I really want to try it now. Well, you guys got to let me know what you think once you have it. I will. Yeah. And then we'll be back for tomorrow. We'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Um, <clears throat> but besides the shouts to Hello Taco, make sure you go check it out. <clears throat> They're good. In about a month, we've been told. Un mes. Un mes. Un mes. Don't gonna, ask them. Don't ask them. Yeah, the brick and mortar will be open. Right now is the food truck just outside the uh, the venue or the yeah. uh, 441 the North, just, just past that guitar hotel, a little bit north of that. Right across from Riverland, uh, Riverland Road. There you go. Yeah. Yes, excellent. So now, um, the, the go-to dishes that you guys, so, the, the, the dishes you can't live without. So you go first, Ray. I mean, I, I mean, I'll tell you. Let me go first. I already have it on my tongue, so no pun intended. Um, <laughs> I said at the beginning, I, I, I like, I like uh, buffalo wings and stuff, but I'm not, I'm not as basic bitches that make them out to sound. I've actually worked in a lot of restaurants. Okay. Uh, I've worked in Mediterranean restaurants and high-end Italian restaurants back in the day in Connecticut. Like, aside from construction, when the construction was slow, because up there you get the winter time, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you get laid off. I got laid off a few times ago. You know, working in the back of a kitchen, you know, under the table. Yeah. Uh, I came up working in the in, in the in the you know kitchen and, and working in the industry and. Uh, you know, you definitely grow. You get you get a, a lot of learning that you don't necessarily want, but you get it just mm-hmm. because it's your job. You yeah. know what I mean? So there's things, there's certain aspects of food that that I know that you know, like the you know, normal person with cooking at home wouldn't know. You know, like trying to yeah, sanitary yeah. things and how to how to cook things and. You know, I, I, I love to cook, you know, and Diana likes to cook, too. And I, I slowly like to just stand over her shoulder and, like, coach her. Like, oh, that's not supposed to go like that. Turn the heat down. You know, like, put the cap on. Yeah, you know, like, and it's like, annoying. I've been making my eggs the same way my whole life. And for me, they always come out phenomenal. And most people like my eggs that way. This one tries to tell me, like, oh, let's do this. Turn down the heat. and turn. I'm like, have you not told me how much you like my eggs in the past? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you make them really good. Exactly. So, so how about you back off and right. you let me continue making them really good the, because the, it's working. The final product is, is, is always, is always, always good. good. But, you know, yeah. sometimes you need a little turkey. But, but he's the real cook, not me. Like, he blows yeah. my mind sometimes when he just decides to, like, I I'm going to make something really things, good man. for you. Yeah. I like, so yeah. along those lines, I made some really amazing chicken wings. And, like, there's a science to it. The same way you brew the beer is the same way you got to cook the food. You have to have mm. that passion, love, dedication, and and attention to detail like yeah. so when I make my wings I get you know the, the gourmet top of the line the cage free wings whatever the yes. hell that means and then the I, I use peanut oil and I make sure that oil is exactly at 350 temperature I put them in a nice uh, flour bath and then you know just you know, do it with care with care you know what I mean yeah. the temperature has to be right the finished product you have to put them you know dry them off and then the, the buffalo wing sauce not you too can't much. overcrowd them inside the oil yes, because that, everything it's like when it comes separate. to food it's always attention to detail and, and, and love and care you know because anybody could just throw a sandwich together but yeah. to actually like make like a nice turkey blt with like lettuce and heirloom tomatoes you know yeah. what I mean? like, there's a certain care that goes into making and it's noticeable meal, in the finished sure. product 100%. when somebody goes to eat it like uh, like they just look like they just threw this out the kitchen just to get us out of here precisely yeah. i suppose we've all been to there. have an experience we've here. all been there yeah what's funny that's not even my favorite thing that he's made for me like okay so remember i told you i love guava yes oh. i really love guava like Guayabi queso is my favorite thing. Yeah. When I was little, my snack, my grandma used to make me every day was literally like 
the, a block of cheese the blo- and, you and a block cut, of guava, yes. and that was you know. Yeah, for the American that. people, it's it's cheese and guava. <laughs> Cream cheese and guava. Well, yeah. he he went out and he bought like these little wonton papers, right? Okay. So it's called wonton papers. Yeah, they're wonton. And then he papers. bought like the guava that I'm used to. He bought cream cheese and he just made little wontons and fried them and put like cinnamon sugar. Yeah, he closed on them top up with a fork, yeah, a little bit of water, and fold them up like that. And Man, them in the fryer. they blew my mind. <laughs> oh, but wait, wait, and then I topped them with a, a little bit of vanilla Van- cinnamon sugar. Vanilla cinnamon sugar on top. Really? Yes. So there goes yeah. the attention to detail thing. And they were perfectly crisp. Like, they could have been good just by themselves, but then it's like just got, yeah. a little extra. Yeah, yeah. 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 Same thing, you know, like. Yeah, he hasn't made it again since then, but this might be some. I've been cooking. I've been cooking beer. The other thing you can't live without. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing you can't live without. Um, for Diana, what I mean, guava and guava cheese. Guava and cheese is life. Uh-huh. But but what's the uh, the dish? So. I mean, I really love sushi. That is one of my favorite meals. But mm-hmm. I think, in general, I really love, like, a rice bowl of any kind. Okay. Whether it's, like, a burrito bowl or, like, a poke bowl. Okay. Like, mm. just rice and beans and guac yeah, and, like, yeah. meat. Like, all that together is always going to be, like, my comfort food. Gotcha. Love rice. Yeah. I also grew up on it. I think, you know, as a Cuban, we always eat, like, rice, beans, a meat, and, like, platanos yeah. maduros or yeah, tostones. Yeah. I, I yeah. always was infatuated by rice. So that's yeah. probably my go-to, for okay. sure. Okay, I want to go back to to Brian. You mentioned, you know, working in the food industry when when you know things were late, you know, the work was low, layoffs and whatnot. Um, you have no fear in sending food back. I find that, I find that, me if I were to work, I would if I were to work in the food industry, knowing what I see back there, I would. I wouldn't feel so comfortable, but obviously you have no. I mean, no problem with doing so. It's funny you say that because we we were actually at Two J's yesterday and we we're discussing uh, sending food back. And one of one of my favorite movies is Waiting. You ever seen the movie yes. Waiting? Yes, exactly. And the, and the, the Batman. I think it starts off with the girl. She's like, oh, we have a certified bitch here, and like, yeah. and the lady's you know not for nothing. She's being a bitch. She's being yes. a bitch. But does that's that, like worse. Yeah, like. But yeah. in the food industry, if you look at the whole thing <laughs> from outside the box. Is your whole job not to please the customer? Like, is that not the whole reason you're cooking? So this person is going to try your food and be like, hmm, that was good. So that being said, if my food's not up to my par, I'm I'm, I'm going to send it back to you. Now, what you do with it back in the kitchen, that's on you. And if I don't know, then, you know, I'm I'm asked out. I'm just going to stay quiet and politely eat the salmon even though I want to eat it. And I ordered it. I mean, depending how bad they fucked it up or how bad the issue is. I may or may not say something, but maybe like 80% of the time, I'm going to say something. You know, like if yeah. it's something I got to send back, then so be it. But, yeah, yeah. You know, I would, I'm paying. I, I'm paying. If, no, I agree. I agree. If I'm I mean, at my yeah. aunt's house or my mom's house, I'm like, Ma, this, this chicken's cold. I'm not going to send it back. Just slap me. You know what yeah. I mean? But I'm paying for this shit. You can do what I want, I want to do. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I think my, uh, I don't know if I've ever done this before, but I think. Uh, what I would do is like if I if I got to a point where I'm like, well, this is really not edible, like the raw uh, chicken or like, something. Like yeah, bad. I would be like, all right, hey, listen, um, I, I can't eat this. Yeah. I can't eat this. Um, can you can you make me something totally different? Like because the moment you go, no, this is uncooked. They're gonna, you're just what, gonna like they're gonna warm it up. Well, you, know well, you got to look at it this way: yeah. the same asshole sure. that fucked up your dish to begin with, they're gonna make you the next fucked up dish. It's possible. It's not like it's, they just swapped uh, yeah. out cooks. Like, hey, look, Tony, you make his food now. I fucked up. Yeah, you do guess, it now. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's the same dude. They, the same they lack of care. Figured out how to make it right. You know, like like some people mm. haven't figured out how much time to cook chicken or what temperature. And so. that's why we eat at different places. You know, that's why we try here, we try there, we try there. Yeah, but I mean. 
mean, like, it's not, it's not, it's not a theory that works. I'm just thinking that's probably where I would go. I'm like, nah, you don't have to bring that one quite back. back. I think I'm just gonna have this. Yeah, Yeah. and maybe something. That's complacency. Fuck that. You fucked up my order. Get me a new one now, Tony. (laughs) Right fucking now. And the guy is who's Tony. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like every cook's name is Tony. Hey, Tony. How long are the hot dogs? (laughs) I'm not very outspoken for that. Like, I would just have it, be quiet, like smile, thank you. Like, I mean, I definitely wouldn't pay for it. I'd be like, I. Then that's where the issues come. Yeah. If you let them know from the jump, like, hey, look, you fucked up. Now you yeah. fix it now, or we're going to have issues later. Yeah. And then just rather than having issues later. Yeah. You know what I mean? A place where Diana probably feels hasn't fucked up at all is um, uh, Polo Norte. Polo Norte. We are talking Cuban pizza Cuban for a second pizza, there earlier. Yeah. Off, what off is the... Cuban pizza? It's well, a thing. It, it's it's real. That's what we have Diana what, here. What, they put like croquetas and yuca <laughs> on the pizza? <laughs> no. Oh, it's, it's like a, a yuca crust with it's like... It's a style that's of pizza. A. But you know what? They probably have put croquetas in it. And I, and I think they have done one with guayaba now that I think So is it, it like a legit Cuban thing or is it like a Miami? So, the, okay, so it's like mostly like personal sized pizzas, you know, the circle. They're kind of thicker in the in the crust. But it's not just like all dough. It's just like thicker. And the toppings are actually under the cheese. So I love the chorizo and cebolla, chorizo and onions. And they cover it with like chopped up really yummy chorizo, onions, and then they cover it with the cheese. Is it deep dish? And then... It's not a deep dish, though. It's not deep dish. And then they, like, you know, make it extra crispy. So, like, the, the sides and the corners, it's like that crispy cheese. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's really fire. If we didn't just it's eat, I would have been really in, in, in interested. You got to have it. My yeah. family and I used to go there, like, every single Sunday. So, they have fire. Not just pizza, but they have, like, the na- na- Napoletano spaghetti. Yeah. In yeah. Let me guess. It's in South Miami. No, it's in Hialeah. So, yeah, it's like the spaghetti meatball with the cheese on top. Yeah. And they have other dishes. They have, like, churrasco. And they have a lot of, like, Spanish dishes, Latin American dishes. They have a whole bar of different ice cream flavors. Really, like, yummy, fruity, like, guava ice cream flavors. Of course. Mm. It's Cuban. They have, like, natural, um, fresh watermelon juice, which mm. I love. And, That's like, good. orange juice, like, fresh orange juice. It's, it's really good. It's very, to me, it's, like, very Cuban. One more time. What's the name very, of the place? El Polo Norte. Polo Norte. The North Chicken? North Pole. The North Pole. <laughs> yes. Not Pollo Norte. North Pollo. No. Just one L. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Polo Norte. The gringo, the gringo we came There you go. <laughs> I thought I'd talk to you about it. I guess not. We're going to have to go there, and you let me know what you think about Cuban pizza. So we had some really good uh, croquetas. I think I was telling you about them yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Down at uh, Isla, Isla Canaria. Isla Canaria, the Canary Islands. Yeah. <laughs> See, that yes. one I know. But uh, they were really nice uh, down in Dade. I mean... Croquetas aren't something you can get anywhere else. Like, I don't know if you guys know, but like, you go to New York, you go to Connecticut, you go to Wisconsin, you're not gonna get croquetas. They're gonna look at you like you're retarded. Like, what, what is that? Like, yeah, what yeah. is a croqueta? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, What's they're a gonna. Croquette? They don't What's exactly a croquette. a croquette. That's the closest thing you're gonna get. And it's gonna be nothing as what you're looking for. But so, like, we have to appreciate what we have down here. Like, yeah. Sometimes croquetas sure. are good. Like all the all the culture we have down here in Miami, bro. I feel like there's a place that's just for croquetas too. Uh, Croqueta three hundred five, I think it's called. Of course there is. Of course there is. We're in Miami. Why wouldn't you that's capitalize on something? Croquetas. Yeah. I've I've been there. They're delicious. They even have dessert croquetas. Believe it. They or have not. a croqueta competition too down here too. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. you go to Connecticut, you say the word croqueta. Seriously. Nobody yeah. knows what the hell you're talking. Yeah. Here it's like life. You know what I mean? So yeah. You gotta appreciate those things, man, because you know, all the things I feel like we have up north and in the rest of the country. 
they, we all have them down here, but the things we have down here, you don't have them in the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we all have pizza yeah. and tacos and this and Wendy's yeah. and all that nonsense. But the things that are that are, that are specific to Miami, like especially the beer. I mean, the beer for sure. People are dying. I have friends in Connecticut and friends all over the country that are dying to get some Tripping Animals beer because mm-hmm. they see the cans. They're like, "That's dope artwork. <laughs> oh, that I want." Yeah. You know, here we we're really spoiled with the stuff we get in terms of like good food and you it's know the culture. Our, our the culture, culture. Yeah, exactly. it's yeah. a big multi melting pot of all these countries from all over the place come to Miami mm-hmm. and desire Miami. Yeah, yeah, you can get a taco truck in Wisconsin, but I guarantee you it's not going to be as good as that one down the street. Grilled cheese. No, whatsoever. Oh, yeah. Brad, yeah. Brad and Brady were flipping the the quesadillas. <laughs> the They're going to be quesadillas. You know what I mean? like, down here, we have a good, we have a melting pot of culture, you know? like no, Not to sure. say that that doesn't happen anywhere else in the country, but yeah. Yeah. down here, I feel like it's really... Fuego, you know, just say. You know, like, <laughs> Fuego. <laughs> if Brian was in Spanish. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. No, no doubt. Um, again, guava and cheese, but is there a dessert, Diana, that, that's, I mean, omitting the guava and cheese, is there a dessert that... Flan. Flan, okay. Another Cuban staple. <laughs> Yes. But flan's no joke. I I mean, yeah, that's no joke. Yeah, and that's another one of those that you have to introduce to people if they're not from either uh, Caribbean descent. Yeah, Yeah, what's a flan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to put them onto it. Um, Have you ever had uh, a flan cocho? No. Which is uh, which is a flan on top of a cake? Oh no, but that sounds amazing. Like a bizcocho flan. Yeah, I thought about tres leches when you said that, which is also fire, like a tres leches or a cuatro leches. Okay. Some caramel in there too. Yeah, mm, yeah. I'm more of a, of a vanilla ice cream type of guy, Ooh. or maybe like a fried vanilla ice cream type of guy. Mm. Dude, like if you give me bananas. vanilla ice cream, I feel like I'm being punished. Like I, <laughs> I was not a good girl this week, and this is all you get. And like the Handmaid Tale, like, the- and she's like, if I'm good, they give us ice cream. It's vanilla though, but it's ice cream. Like she even puts it down. Like they give me ice cream, but it's vanilla. That was fire. First of all, I would uh. do vanilla over chocolate any day of the week. No way. Yes. No Vanilla way. is good. It just sits on the tongue really nicely. Chocolate's offensive and it like beats, it beats you up. <laughs> what? Like, There's a strong. thing called chocolate have... lovers. Have you ever heard of vanilla no, lovers? Because it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> it's a chocolate lover, okay? It's a thing. <laughs> I, I, I want to be impartial here. You do. But I'm you the love vanilla. I'm the host. You love the vanilla. Even but, in the start, we had, it had vanilla and chocolate. What vanilla? You know, yeah. like, you can barely taste it because the chocolate's just like, hey, man, this is my beer now. You know, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what's bad? The Neapolitan, when you have the vanilla, Ugh. the chocolate, the strawberry. The bad Nobody sunburn. eats the strawberry. Nobody like, it used that. to just stay the whole entire thing in yeah. the freezer and we would just tear up the vanilla and the Hold chocolate. Hold on, Josh needs to interject right now. Josh will eat the strawberry. Josh, interject real quick. Tell him the type of blizzard you get real quick. Just tell him. Hey, what are you doing today, Josh? Oh, I'm doing pools. Where are you at? Oh, I'm at uh, DK. What's your DQ? Getting, what are you getting? I already, I already know. I'd have to ask. Tell him what kind of frosty you love to get. Or, or, blizzard, blizzard. Blizzard. Tell him the flavor. I'll do the large Oreo blizzard with extra Oreo and strawberry. What? Yeah. Oreo and strawberry. Oreo and strawberry really? blizzard. All day, all day. No. Wow. No. That's different. That is different. As I, if you I, could I, taste I, the strawberry. Because yeah. the Oreo's like, this is my ice cream. Okay. No, you know? <laughs> but when they, when, they, when they put this strawberry, oof. It's, it's, yeah. They do a good job. I was going to say that uh, up until recently, I, I've never been a big chocolate fan. Uh, which is odd. It's. I mean, most people look at me like I'm from another planet when she I say I'm not a big chocolate. I crave chocolate, chocolate. Any kind. I don't have chocolate. chocolate. And then there's a chocolate that I eat, but it's not something that I... And um, and recently, I do have a Twitter, uh, but I've never used it. 
because I'm like, how do I? I don't Sounds know. about right. Sounds about right. I never use it, so I don't even read like other people's stuff on it. I just, it's just there to hold the name. But I have those thoughts every once in a while. Those thoughts that sometimes people post on their Twitter. Those evil like, chocolate thoughts. No, no, no. <laughs> the thought and this thought was, I I could argue that chocolate is more vanilla than vanilla is. What? Because the simple reason that a lot of people say, oh, oh, that's so vanilla. Right. It's like basic. It's plain. Well, to me, chocolate is yep. the vanilla of, vanilla of the ice creams uh, because exactly. the vanilla could take the shape of anything. Precisely. You could make that. Yeah, it's a basic cho- shit. Chocolate. See, it, now it's chocolate. It's submissive. It's but a let submissive me ask you this. flavor. Okay, you're dieting, right? You're watching your weight. Uh-huh. But you want something a little sweet. Do you have the option to have something vanilla or do you have the option to have a little bit of dark chocolate, which a higher dark chocolate is actually not bad for you? No, yeah, you the antioxidants op- and all that other stuff. Do you have that option with vanilla? Okay, so I'm di- so let me run this. I make sure I got the stats right. I'm <laughs> dieting. I want something sweet. Yeah. Do I go with a piece of dark chocolate or do I go with something vanilla? Right. Knowing that you are, you know, being conscious. That I'm of- conscious of my. I feel like vanilla is underrated, bro. I I, in that situation, you go, damn you. Don't be shy. I go. You're a starving bitch, and you want to fucking. You, you go with a piece of dark chocolate. You're gonna get it, and it's, it's gonna, gonna satisfy but, that. Like, well, no, no. See, that's where it lies. See, that's the issue. It's like, I'll eat it, and I'm like, all right, I guess because this is the best. Exactly. The most but when it comes to for dessert, what I'm trying to accomplish with my eating goals or whatever. Yeah. But if I'm trying to enjoy myself, precisely, it's I, it's, it's gotta be vanilla, and then whatever I throw in it. Like, now, granted, it's not like I'm gonna sit there and just eat vanilla by itself. Like, there's gonna be. But like, what is like vanilla ice cream? Like, there's not that many things of vanilla. No, vanilla ice cream, but then okay. that's just the beginning of it. So Fudge, fried bananas. Uh, bananas. Fried yeah. bananas Oreos, and vanilla ice cream. Yeah, Oreos. Oh, Oreos. Um, uh, that's um, the thing. you got to add something to it. Correct. Right. But so that makes it... More like, versatile. It makes it versatile. Yeah. That's where my, my thought came from was like, it just makes it a lot more versatile. Uh, you could do a lot more, whether it's uh, cheesecake crumbs or whatever. So uh, not everything goes with chocolate. Shortcake bread, with you know, cake dough, you know. Yeah. And then with chocolate, it's kind of chocolate is chocolate. Like everything you add, else you add onto it, it's swallowed up by the Coffee. flavor Coffee, exactly. Chocolate. Or it has to be like coffee but like something more this my bike now that's that's chocolate it's it's, it's, it's dominant it's just dominant and any other flavors so, so. what are you mixing with your chocolate or is it just chocolate or do you prefer uh, uh chocolate with nuts um, okay chocolate with like caramel does caramel go with chocolate yeah. well? i guess it does yeah. because you, you got... i feel peanut butter goes really well with chocolate. peanut butter like and yeah. chocolate oh yeah that's a match yeah. made in heaven even then even as strong as peanut butter as strong as peanut butter is chocolate that's delicious chocolate so that's, yeah the chocolate coated strawberry is is good i don't know how well it goes with the ice cream but yeah. but yes definitely um i mean i feel like with ice cream chocolate isn't even like my super go-to either i love mm-hmm. like no, like I don't know. I like like different concoctions. Like if I can get the guava ice cream, I think that's mm. that's so, neat. Go ahead. No, I'm trying to like rum raisin. I'll get rum raisin. Like okay. I'll try different flavors. I used to work at you know Jackson's ice cream yes. over there. On, I used to I work over the, there, bro. The, before, I know the managers the before, place. Yeah, okay. There's, there's like two or three guys that, that do, or there's one guy that doesn't. I'll talk. I forget his name. But I used to work over there, man. Before I got my my construction job, I was in a, a little tight jam, and I needed a little part time gig. Mm-hmm. And you know, I worked over there in the kitchen, and then they saw that I did my thing in the kitchen. They're like, "You want to make ice cream?" And I'm like, "Sure, I can pick up the extra hours. No, no biggie, you know." Yeah. So I'd go in in the morning and I'd make. 
gallons and gallons of, 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 of the Jackson's ice cream. Nice. Without giving away any secrets, it's super simple, man. Like, yeah. You just put it in the tub, and it spins it and spins it, and then you add whatever chocolates and nuts and you know, to the recipe, and it's, yeah. it's super simple. At the end, it comes out ice cream, you throw it in the fridge, and then That's it. voila, you yeah. know? Yeah. But uh, they're doing their thing over there at Jackson's, man, and it's cool for the no, kids. They do. Their lines are always, like, out oh, the yeah. window. Oh, yeah. 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 And they've been there forever, man. They've been there since, like, the 60s. You got old ladies coming. I remember when I was a kid and used to come here. Mm-hmm. Like, really? This place is still standing? So, <laughs> yeah. It's cool. It's a nice little staple there in, in South Florida. Definitely. Um, Big portions. Everything's oh, yeah. super solid. I got to show you a video after this. They, <laughs> they, got this. they got this dog called the Artillery Dog. <laughs> And it's like a foot and a half long hot dog. It looks like an elephant dick, bro. It's like this big. <laughs> and people order it and they eat the whole thing. And I'm like, wow. really? And I mean, obviously right. they might share it, but yeah, it's yeah, huge. Yeah. Josh could probably eat it. <laughs> you like elephant dick anyway, so. <laughs> Poor Josh. But no, it's. He has an appetite. I don't think it's for elephant dick, though. <laughs> you never know. If it's fried, he might take it. But your ladies, he's willing to share yeah. an yeah. elephant sized dick hot dog with you. <laughs> Remember, that's Josh. <laughs> i got to show you. That we're going to post his number at the end of this shit. Don't, yeah. Forget. Yeah. Don't forget. Description notes for his that's information. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of spots in South Florida. I mean, Char Hut is another one. I mean, I can list all day. There's, like, yeah. Flanagan's is definitely special to South Florida. And, you know, all those big chain restaurants, Boat Campers mm. and Duffy's. And those gotcha. are all cool yeah, places yeah. to go for American food. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's Florida, man. Yeah. yeah. It is Florida. definitely is. All right, what's the food that you guys despise? Something you you don't? Oh, Pickles. Brussels sprouts, bro. Really? I hate Brussels sprouts, man. They smell like farts. <laughs> they look like they, they look do like... smell bad, but they taste delicious. Ugh. Like if you leave them in the fridge, like you know, like you're gonna. Get to, that's the de- definitely up. yeah yeah Brussels sprouts. The shelf life is that you have to eat them, enjoy them you there. Have to eat them if man. you don't eat them at the restaurant, then don't even. Yeah. Or you can just not eat them. At I all. bought like a bowl. But those like... are good though. I, I'm. Brussels sprouts? Yeah, I messed they're, with they're Brussels sprouts. Nice and crispy. What was yours? I did, pickles. No, I did like a, oh, pickles. I hate pickles. Pickles. I do not like pickles. Because they're disgusting. You ever had fried pickles? Even the smell. My son, he's not very nice to me. He will he will go, he'll get the jar of pickles, eat it like a barbarian, bare hands, chase me around the house with his pickle fingers because he knows I hate the smell until he gets it on me. And then like really? I feel like I'm washing my arm forever and it still smells like pickle. The- yeah, he's a jerk. Shout out to Aiden, the jerk. <laughs> but no, the pickle monster. He, he, did t- he found mom's kryptonite. <laughs> he it's pickles, pickle smell. Oh, God. Pickle oh. juice. No. Oh, thank you. No. We're running around the house with a foot-long pickle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you. No, he already ate the pickle. It's just his little pickle fingers. Oh, you know? yeah, like, yeah. Monster. Well, wait a minute. You know you have the key to stopping that, right? Stop buying the pickles for him? Stop buying the pickles. Because no, no, he's even, a picky eater as it is. So I, like uh, I, I found something that he likes, you know, yeah. so I, I try to get him to eat, like, less junk food. And yeah. I feel like a pickle is better than eating, like, a bag of chips. But... Yeah. Go eat a pickle, bro. <laughs> you guys both have kids, and I've never asked this question before. I'm sure I've interviewed people with kids before. Do you guys, it just popped up my head, I think it would be interesting to ask, <laughs> do you guys see some of your eating habits through your children? I see a lot of my habits to my children, bro. <laughs> like, well, eat, but, let's stick to the eating ones. Okay, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know you have a baby as a kid, brewer. As a kid, as a kid, yeah, man. I was, I was picky, but not that picky. Like, I would just kind of eat whatever was given to me because mm. I feel like in my house, like my dad was always a pretty good cook, and my mom, 
you know, she was she was a vanilla face, so she didn't cook too much, you know. So she'd <laughs> vanilla, make like see? yeah, she would burn water. I was talking since we were talking oh, about just it. Saying. She was vanilla, my dad's name was chocolate or vanilla, and so you know, <laughs> so she, your mom didn't use a lot of seasoning. She didn't, bro. She would she would burn water and shit. So oh, like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my dad he was a good cook, and so I felt like every whatever wherever he put on the plate, I was kind of obligated to eat. It wasn't always bad. It wasn't always good, but like yeah. you know. I'll eat it, Dad. Thank you. You know, I applaud the effort. My yeah. my kids, I don't appreciate shit. Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of kids don't appreciate shit. You you make them this whole di- this dinner and they'll eat like what they want to eat and leave the rest. Like, yeah. you know how long I spent cooking that fucking bacon for you? You don't want to eat the bacon? Yeah. Like, it's the best part. I could have like, given you Brussels sprouts. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> exactly. So I feel uh, like yeah. I mean, I, I grew up spoiled. My my dad is a chef, and oh, wow. you know he had a restaurant too, actually for years, so nice. cafeteria, and then we had a family restaurant that he was a chef at for like years. But I never, I never had bad food, you know, like my dad yeah. was always the cook. I had really good food. I was never picky. I ate everything. But on the flip side, my twin brother, everything had to be plain. You know, it was like a burger with no cheese, no ketchup, no nothing. Just like the bread and like the, the burger. burger. My brother is more like my son than he is like me because okay. he eats everything plain. We go yeah. to Subway. It's the bread and ham. Nothing else on it. I can't <laughs> even put cheese on it. And he really? likes cheese, but he'll eat it separate. You know, like huh. he'll eat like straight yeah. cheese and then he'll eat like the bread and the ham. I brother? No, my son. Eat it. Yeah, eat it. Okay. Never together. I blame Lunchables. No. Exactly. Lunchables for, is like one of the For segregating everything. Yeah, but even on the Lunchables, he won't make the little sandwich. That's what I say, you won't, yeah. No, he'll you know, eat the, the components all separate by themselves. You know what the wow. screwed up thing is? A lot of foods taste better together. I mean, you know this as an adult, yeah, but as a do. kid, I feel like they don't grasp that. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it comes separate, so it has to be separate. Like, bro, dip the broccoli in the mashed potatoes in the gravy and put that shit in your mouth because yeah. it's delicious. You know yeah. what I mean? Rather yeah. than eating the broccoli exactly. by yourself and a spoon of this and then yeah. mix that shit My up. son doesn't like eggs. And that blows my mind because I can eat eggs on lunch, <laughs> breakfast, dinner, all kinds. You kind, find a way to incorporate eggs like, and I be love, happy yes, with yeah. I love eggs. But now on the weekends, I'm forcing him. If, on, on the weekdays, I don't mind if he just has cereal or mm-hmm. like a banana or whatever. But on the weekends, we make eggs and we make bacon and we make pancakes for the kids. Mm-hmm. So now I taught him, like, I'm making you the eggs. You got to eat it with something you like. So he makes like a little piece of bacon, a little piece of egg, and he eats it together. And that's the <laughs> only way that he can eat eggs. He's just super picky. They got to both go together in that he bite. He has to eat the whole bite together. Kids because if worst. he's tasting just the eggs, he's like, he hates life. And wow. I'm like the meanest mom for forcing him to eat eggs. Wow. Yeah. Wow. A future, uh, a future vegan. Future vegan, possibly, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> too much. No, That's yeah, he's really much. picky. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Man, to kids, they're our future, I guess. Well, yeah. that, I think they get to a point where they'll... And a lot of the times, I've seen it where kids will develop their own taste but it's at their pace at their pace because sure. the moment that the more you push it on them the sure. more they're like my son just got into mustard I'm like bro you've been missing out your whole life the uh, yeah. mustard is a jam you know yeah it's an accentuation I like honey mustard but uh, honey mustard so then you like mustard no it's not the same yellow mustard and honey mustard are two different profiles they are they definitely I really don't mess with yellow mustard mine's the deli I gotta go with the brown mustard. The like the brown mustard? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. that too. The exfoliating yeah. mustard, I like to call it. <laughs> yes, yeah. As you touched yourself, you didn't get yeah. to see that, but as you touched your nipples. It exfoliates me. Sometimes I rub the deli mustard on your skin. I don't know what you do for fun, babe, but I'm concerned. <laughs> okay, but you know what's funny? My my brother, the one that was super, super picky, yeah. now he cooks and eats everything. Really? He's a big boy. Yeah. He'll try anything. Escargot, caviar, whatever wow. it is, he'll try it all. Yeah, man. 
So was it time for everything? It was a time for everything. It wasn't as a kid. It's when he got older. And on a side note, as much as pissed as I get at these kids, as upset as we get at our children, I mean, you gotta. I always flash back to a time when I was that age. I try to like put myself in their shoes, you know, because it makes yourself a little bit more lenient. I mean. I'm still very strict, like when it comes to my kids, but I try to like, rec- you know, try to like come to try terms to with it because, yeah. like, how was it get at that point in time? Yeah. What was I doing? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely, it's, you have to remember you got, how I you was were there. You. you were there, despite that their experiences are totally different than ours. But at the core, they're the same yeah. thing. They are. Right? Yeah, you're, you're still, blood. you're still you're young little people in this world where. There's a lot that it's you're trying to, to understand in, and exactly. find your way through that for sure. I actually do the opposite with that. I remind my son that when I was a kid, my mom would just throw the chancleta at me and I had to <laughs> dodge it or like eat my food. And I was like, you're so lucky like, yeah. that I don't hit you with the chancleta. Yeah. So I use my my stories as a, as a child to my advantage. as a cautionary tale. Yeah, like, hey, listen, like this you're how lucky. It could this be. is not. When what I yell at my kids, I just go. Oof, 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 oof. <laughs> When you can't get the words out, you raspberries. just raspberries. Raspberries. Haitian raspberries. Haitian raspberries. <laughs> there it is. Bruce Beast and Easter Podcast. As always, I'd like to thank my guests, Diana and Brian, DNB Brewing, for taking the time, sitting down, and talking it up with me. I'd like to thank you, the listener, for tuning in yet another week. If you enjoyed what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy. Tell somebody. Let them know. All streaming platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple. Uh, Shouts to Josh. Josh is in the building. He he definitely was a... uh, He uh, attested to many of Brian's stories. I never told a lot. I never told a lot. Remember, stay tuned. Follow uh, July... I think it might be the 17th. We'll double check okay. tomorrow. And, and so mid-July, you guys have to come out. I implore you after hearing hearing the good vibes and, and the, 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 the the welcoming spirit of these You're folks here. You're going to be ready too, bro. Oh, shit, yes. And then, yeah, and then eventually you, you'll be able to taste that piña lengua. That's right. Piña lengua. Which is the uh, D and B. D, the letter N, B, and Bruce B, the letter N, E. Collaboration. Yeah. Yeah, man, we'll definitely, uh, you guys have to get out there for a good cause, drink some beers. Yeasty Brews, a great venue, um, great owners, uh, very welcoming, and, and it's it's an ideal spot. I, I, it's, it's, to me, it goes beyond just a brewery. There's there's so many elements there that, yeah. that fit. So even if you're into beers, come through, drink a kombucha, drink a, a, a spiked seltzer or something. Uh, do they have wine there yet? I don't even know. I think, I, I think they have a wine option, too. Yeah. yeah. If you don't, they're probably going to wine anyway, so you <laughs> <laughs> Once again, thank you. Thank you so, yeah, the drummer. This drummer. <laughs> tooting his horn again. Yeah, Not to toot my horn, but. Toot, toot. Bruce Beats and he's the podcast. Bye, y'all.